Welcome to PowerPlay. I'm Caitlin Bruder, but in Port Ruby, I'm Benny Beckett. What you're about to hear is the audio from our Twitch stream. If you'd like to watch the show, it's live on Sundays at 5 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash qtimes, or you can catch up with our archives on YouTube. For more information, follow us on Twitter at PowerPlayRPG. Hello, and welcome to PowerPlay. Um, I'm Rick Bud, your Game Master, and uh, these uh, four uh, incredible people you see here are Caitlin Bruder, our Benny Beckett, Omar Najam, our Beyond Vigor, B. Zelda, our Ulez Galley, and Sam Delev, our Defendant. Uh, I'm sorry, our um, Cadrax Eversinger. Uh, welcome, everybody. <laughs> And I can't, yeah, I say this every week, but like, I cannot believe we are this deep into the second half of the season episode, the seventh episode of the season. And it's just like this, this season has flown and, and I, I, I cannot cease to be amazed by it, but all right, let's get through this. We got a lot to do tonight. So first I want to throw out special thanks to Jake and Lauren and the mods and everyone at Q times could not do what we do. If you did not do what you do and we love what you do. So keep doing it. Um, and yeah, thank you so much. And your subs and your bits help support Q times and your donations to the tip jar down there, wherever that is, um, help, uh, go to the people, uh, that you see on the screen. That is our feed the cast fund. And, uh, to that end, we have rewards as usual. Um, if we get to $50, there will be a point of community determination for the team. I think right now, the only determination on the board, the Cadrax has one point and nobody else got nothing, as they say. Um, zero, zip, bupkis. So that determination will be going at a premium. Um, if we get to $150, the Mysterious Benefactor, as you all know, in-universe, our team has a Mysterious Benefactor with the ability to send them gifts wherever they may be in the universe, very impressively. Um, and uh, we know that outside of the game, that mysterious benefactor is you to the chat. And so far this season, you have given the team a portable voice stress analyzer, a one-day gym pass that gave them plus one to a physical attribute, a tracer that works good for hundreds of miles, four long-range uh, long earpiece communicators, uh, a one-time use of uh, uh, hypno credentials, and a... Uh, Universal translation updates 40 at their ear, those earpiece communicators. And if we get to $150 this week, uh, the team gets um, lawyer. The, the team gets uh, chat can provide the team with a plasium armor upgrade for Ulez Galley. Um, Ulez has taken some hits, they are the most delicate of the team, they could use a little bit of damage resistance. So yeah, Plasium Armor Upgrade, that will be good for an, an additional plus two damage resistance, which I think will bring you to a total of plus four, because you already have two, right? So, Lula's Galley, Plasium Armor Upgrade. I'll be unstoppable. Uh, well, you already are. I mean, I, you could push me over and I'd stop, but... Yeah, just... you trust me, you don't want to tempt fate like that. But, um, so... If we get to $250, we will have uh, the after credits lore drop revealing glimpse of some important but previously unseen part of our story or universe. And uh, you can always see these tiers in chat with the command unlocks. And if you can't support us by donating, donating you can uh, help us out by liking and commenting on YouTube videos, sharing our tweets, stuff like that. We really appreciate all that. Uh, and fan art, oh my God, new fan art has been coming in. You all been killing it. Uh, we got like a, like a kind of like a, a role-playing fan fiction thing from, from somebody. Like it, it just, all, all the art you all make just totally uh, just, just bowls us over. Um, please more. And uh, thank you. 
And uh, now you can get Powerplay merchandise. There are T-shirts and stickers with Caitlin's wonderful character art, both original and the awesome updated character art where Benny's got lava arms and Cadrax is a plasium buckler and, and all that stuff. Um, Jake, I'll throw the link for the merchandise down in uh, the chat there. And uh, what else you got? Ah, yes. The game we play here is called Icons. It is published by Ad Infinitum Adventures, and it was created by a very cool dude named Steve Kenson. You can follow him on Twitter as Kenson, and I promise you, he is a great follow. Um, the book edition I have was published by Green Ronin. They have been sold out for quite a while, so you either got to find uh, some used copy somewhere, or you can get a PDF, or there's, I think, sometimes a print-to-PDF from Ad Infinitum directly. It is totally worth it. It is a ton of fun to play. Um, you can follow the show at Powerplay RPG on Twitter and Instagram. Powerplay is now available as a podcast, uh, so you can check that out um, wherever fine pods are casted. And that's the announcements. Time for Powerplay. And we're back. I never get tired of that song, I gotta tell you. Um, so, previously on Powerplay. Via the folks at the Alien System Tracking and Reconnaissance Organization, also known as Astro, the team learned that the Keepers, Ulez's people, were under attack by the Star Choir of Beta Pixidus, Cadrax's people. Our heroes went to space via a wormhole hidden beneath the waves of Central Bay, but a few hours into their trip, they were attacked by Sunny, the son of Cadrax's mentor, Sonavel, who wanted to prevent the possibility that Cadrax's influence as Eversinger would change the Star Choir. The team then continued on to Spire, where they found the Star Choir had already accumulated a heavy military presence. The team was enlisted by Keeper Dizaris Algoron 42416509 to try and save the information that was stored at the Great Library of Spire from being destroyed by the Star Choir, but the mission failed. They then learned that the Star Choir had started attacking major cities and millions had been lost. The team was ready to try and stop it, but Dizeros asked them to turn their attention to helping uh, the surviving Keepers escape the planet in a giant ship that the Keepers had kept just in case an evacuation was necessary. That ship wound up being irreparably damaged by the Star Choir. Uh, with no other options, the team opted to try and steal one of the Star Choir's own command ships, uh, basically the only vessel in the area big enough to hold all of the surviving Keepers. It took some doing and some help from Tulez and the Alien Strike Force, but in the end, the Keepers were able to use the stolen ship to escape into the wormhole and head to parts unknown. It was at that point that Commander Blair of the Star Choir who had apparently come around to believing in Cadrax the Eversinger, asked Cadrax to come back to Beta Pixidus to stand trial for what had occurred on Spire and at the same time take the opportunity to try and influence Star Choir leadership. That is where we will pick up. Um, but first, I want to throw a thank you out to uh, you because apparently the first tier is already unlocked and we are like inches away from opening up the second tier. So, oh my God, thank you so much, everybody. You have been so incredibly generous with us, like unfailingly, and we, we just never stop appreciating it. We love you. 
Um, the other thing I want to do is a quick correction. Uh, about two games back, I started accidentally giving Earth dates as though this was all occurring in June. Uh, that was because of a typo in my notes. We started the season in July, and like we, we you know, we didn't go back in time or anything. Um, oh. So I just want to let you know the correct date of the last episode was July fifteenth, twenty twenty uh, twenty one, not June. So uh, that's on me and my sloppy record uh, record keeping. Hand I am sorry. How dare they have two months in a row that start with Jay? I know, you like, specifically. Whose idea was that? I mean, I don't know, probably some Roman guy, but like, you know, whatever the case is, bad idea. Basic screenwriting. Don't give two characters uh, names that start with the same letter. It's confusing. Um, so, yeah, we will pick up on July 15th. Um, now, it takes about four days to reach Beta Pixidus. Um, in this ship. Cadrax, you are not confined to the brig, but you are asked to remain in your quarters unless absolutely necessary. Commander Blair has informed you that he has been ordered not to communicate with you about anything outside of your direct basic needs, and he is reluctantly trying to respect his orders. So let's start off just, what do you think the four of you would be doing over the course of these four days? Let's start with Liz. Hmm. Um, most likely trying to download and absorb all of the information on this ship because like, I didn't get to learn a lot of the secrets of the Star Choir from Sunny's ship, but this ship um, is probably just chock full of alien secrets okay Ulez, do me a favor give me uh an interface roll yeah i probably touched every single one of the panels over the course of the four days in this ship just to see what i could find um da, 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 that's always plus eight i'm gonna add um my investigation because i'm uh, looking and learning yeah i guess this is kind of investigating sure <laughs> ten ten um Okay, so this is a high security ship because it is used to transport prisoners and so on and so forth. So I'm going to say you have not gotten anything super interesting yet. Okay. Um, uh, I will also, I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm going to ask because you said it uh, last week, you asked me about this. Um, are you installing the part of Ezra Latricombe that you took with you? Yes. Uh, it's my new elbow joint. Um... What would be, okay. I want it to have, um, I don't know what like the, the functioning purpose of this is, but like some elbows and animes have like this cool sharp bit that sticks out and then like there's the elbow joint. So it's kind of like a, a stabby thing, but the purpose is, is not for stabbing. It's gotta be something that like the, these, that like they decided was really beneficial for their themselves. Okay, yeah, you, you install that part and immediately you download, you know, you integrate the personality of this Edger Latricombe the same way you integrated the personality of, you know, uh, Maria Serrano and every other, you know, of the 5,000 individuals that are inside of you over the course of uh, your life. Um, and, and the first thing that happens is you immediately start having uh, deep, reflective, philosophical thoughts because Ezra Latricombe is a philosopher. So all of a sudden, 
platonic good, moral and categorical imperatives, Cartesian doubt, just just circling around it, circulating around in your mind. Um, and, and also a philosophy of aesthetics. And you come to realize that this exaggerated elbow joint is there to keep you from being ordinary looking because the philosophy of aesthetics uh, that this Ezra Latricombe subscribed to uh, believed in, you know, having your own style. Yes. Ugh. We feel very, very good, but why? And then we're going to contemplate that for the rest of the day. Yeah, and you'll you you you'll be doing a lot of contemplating now. Um, oh, I think we have opened up the second tier. Uh, thank you so much, everyone. That just leaves the after credits lore drop. But what it means is, Ulez Galley, during the course of this trip, I'm going to say somewhere along the way, you find in this ship uh, some plasium armor that was somehow left there for you by your mysterious benefactor who has just the best access in the universe. Um, mm -hmm. th th this, this person, whoever they may be, um, uh, can just seem to get stuff anywhere. And uh, from this point forward, uh, you can add plus two damage resistance to your damage resistance on your sheet. Um, in fact, I'm going to do that right here. Thank plus you. Plus two damage resistance. What's the correct spelling of Plasium in our universe? Uh, capital P-L-A-S-I-U-M. Awesome, thank you. I spell it different yeah. every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's a translation of an alien language. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's like whatever phonetically gets the job done for you is, you know, acceptable. It takes um, a lot of practice. I'll work in a place. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And that's Jambalet, how I'm going to remember everybody. how to spell it. That's how uh, I'm going to remember that. Out. <laughs> so, Vion, what do you think you're doing? Uh, first comes to first, I'm checking in on Cadrax. Jadrex, there is a signal at your door. You open it up to find Vion. Hey, Doc. Uh, am I like? Are the guard? Are there like guards and stuff? Or no, Cadrax okay. surrendered. Commander Blair trusts them, so this is you know Cadrax is on their own recognizance. Uh, so I'll just like plop down somewhere. Please. How you holding up? What are the expectations I should measure against? I have no expectations when it comes to you, because you always supersede them, so good or bad, I guess. I would hate to disappoint. One would imagine that it would be easy to have faith in these moments, given that it is well, hardly faith if it is empirically demonstrated. It should be much easier to rely on. I just keep thinking of all of the ways that they will execute me. Can I ask what your justice system is like? Uh, that is to say, you know, not getting into a big thing of it, but like... Do you value uh, like equality or control more? It is important among people with voices, particularly voices of any power, that conflicts be 
resolved quickly. Okay. Well, that's definitely not my style of doing things. I kind of drag conflict out as long as I possibly can. So this is going to get interesting. That is true. I have observed this. Are you going to be there? For your trial? I don't know what the policy is. I admit I have not had many aliens as guests. Yeah, we'll I've also there. not been on trial. This is my first time. Is this okay. your first time? On trial? Unless I'm forgetting anything, Rick, is this pretty... Like, I've gotten in trouble before, but I don't know if I've gone to court before. Uh, you, you know, that, that is up to you whether you had minor skirmishes with the law. But no, you have not been, you know, if you, know, if you want to be like, you know, petty crime or something, you know, in, in association with your wild child days, but nothing major, no. Uh, I'm his best one, Petty. <laughs> I haven't uh haven't been particular outside of like speeding tickets and stuff like that which now i'm putting that together i uh not in an official capacity but i've definitely gotten in trouble before and had to defend myself against authority figures and i want to like move like a little bit closer to cadrax they're not executing you that's not happening These are my people. I am answerable to them. That's a good point, but I will add this, and I want to kind of then like pop over and sit next to you. You do literally have justice on your side. I did not feel I have faith, but that is unexpectedly comforting. Eddie, what do you think you're doing over these four days? Um, I think she tries to, like, entertain herself for, like, 30 minutes before she's kind of like, nope, this is not where I belong. Um, she does, I think, a little bit of, like, if there are windows and stuff, she probably takes, like, way too many photos of the windows, like, in space. She's never going to get this, this good of a look at stars, <laughs> like, ever again. Um, but when she is just out and about, I think... Her main task throughout these four days is like hanging out with Cadrax until they send her away because like she's had to do the whole house arrest thing. Like in the, it was like on purpose and like it wasn't like she was in trouble, but she spent most of her childhood alone on the farm with just her and the stuff that made it bearable was like when like Will would come and spend the day with her. Or, like, if she was stressed out, like, she had, like, her friends, her few friends who could, could come to the farm and, like, and it's not being stuck to a single room because she had, you know, the whole farm. But, like, it's, I think in her mind it feels like a familiar thing. So I don't think she even presents it as, like, a, am here to keep you company. I think she just, like, shows up sporadically and will, like, hang out until it seems like you are bored of her or want alone time. Um, I think she brings, uh, I think at some point she like, just will ask apropos of nothing. If you want to spar, um, yes. yeah, like, like <laughs> we'll move, we'll move the, the, the like furniture out of the center of the room and just like, cause this is pent up. This is, you're being pent up right now. And this was something that will help that Benny knows. So we'll do that for as long as they, <laughs> they feel it's fun. 
Um, and the only other thing is do while we're here, do we have any access to any sort of like earth, anything like, can we access any earth networks from here? No. No. Okay. So then never mind. That's what I got. <laughs> Again, cause it is a prisoner transport. It's like, that's you know, fair. it's like, it's pretty Spartan existence for these four days, but that's cool. All right. Then, um, yeah, then that's but, what yeah, I do. But that's great. I, I love that image. Y'all sparring. Um, <laughs> so probably a couple times I would assume. <laughs> Four days is a long time to be stuck in a single room. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when the ship gets close to the planet, any of you want who can go can go to the observation deck, and uh, those of you who do see Beta Pixidus. It is a much smaller planet than Spire, smaller than even Earth, maybe. Um, it orbits an enormous pale yellow sun um, that uh, from Earth is part of the constellation Pixis. The trip through the atmosphere is nice and smooth. And soon you see that you are headed to a city, a crystal city. It is the afternoon of July 19th, 2021. The crystal city is nothing short of magnificent. Its buildings are giant unbroken slabs of crystal, like biggest skyscrapers with windows and doors and decorative features like carved right into it. Um, it glistens in the sunlight. It is just really something to see. The ship lands at a hangar and Commander Blair rounds you all up. All right, come on, we got a tight schedule to keep. You can all come. Oh, it is allowed that we all travel together? Yes, Cadrax is uh, on their own reconnaissance uh, and uh, as a function of the fact that they surrendered. Um, I don't expect you to run, and they take my recommendation. Okay, well, we thank you. He leads you on foot out of the hangar and through the Crystal City. The buildings here... They vibrate at like an atomic level. It's not perceptible to most of you, but native Pixidians are constantly aware of the hum. Cadrax, you know it well. That feeling for you is the feeling of what became your home. Pretty much all of the Pixidians you pass are in fractal form. Uh, the city has other aliens in it, uh, but the vast majority here are fractal Pixidians. Cadrax, you can easily distinguish them from each other, but the rest of you kind of have that outgroup bias. It, it, it can't quite tell one from another without a great deal of effort because of the weird shifting fractal nature of their features. Um, finally, uh, sorry. As you walk through the city, you notice, you know, like the way in Port Ruby, there are little patches of grass outside buildings here. The grass is teal and, and everything, all, all those little patches of teal grass have kind of a yellow and purple wildflowers growing in them, which probably, yeah. I would like to break off and grab some flowers. Absolutely. Um, Ulez, you now have yellow and purple wildflowers for your inventory um, here, from we'll Beta Pixidus. <laughs> Finally, you arrive at the Office of Prosecutors. Commander Blair leads you inside to a waiting room on the first floor, and he seats you all. After a few minutes, a Pixidian wearing a sort of darker, much more formal version of Cadrax's suit 
comes out of the office. Um, he is in fractal form, and I will say he speaks with the voice of Kirkwood Smith. Um, you must be Cadrax of the Blue. I am. My name is Forte. I'll be prosecuting you. Today is your deposition. Everything you tell me will be made part of the record that the court, uh, sorry, part of the record of the court that will decide your fate. Do you understand? I am to be deposed and this is distinct from how one deposes a tyrant. Close enough. Follow me, please. And uh, before he takes Cadrax into his office, he turns to Benny Viana Nulez. You can wait here. I appreciate your patience. I look at Cadrax immediately. Like, uh, Cadrax has been nervous and tense since we arrived within city limits easily. Um, I think Benny probably in particular notices in that sort of the world is breakable way. Um, so they continue to look uncomfortable and they are covering a sense of mild alarm. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Basically, I think Benny's more just looking for confirmation. Do you want us to stay out here? Like that's kind of... <laughs> They're overlaying the alarm. They are trying to be smooth. He leads Kajax into his office and closes and locks the door behind him. Cadrax, the office is pretty bare bones. There are legal recordings on the shelves, filing cabinets along the walls. He offers you a chair facing his desk, and then he turns on a recorder and takes out a pen and a pad. Cadrax, is that name uh, Eridanian? Yes. Never really liked Eridanian names. There's no music to them. Anyway, let's start at the top. What happened to the Knights of the Blue? As I understand per hearsay, during our mission to the human governmental headquarters, they were ambushed by extra-Terran combatants and defeated. Hmm. He scribbles on his pad. And what have you been doing on Sol 3 since the demise of the Blue? Maintaining my cover as best I was capable and attempting to keep channels of communication open. Is that where you met your keeper friend out there? On Earth, yes. You're calling it Earth now. Hmm. Scribbles on his pad. And when did you come to believe that you were an Eversinger? Uh, about a quarter of an Earth revolution ago. Could you describe the circumstances? I was dead, and then I was not. Hmm. He scribbles on his pad. 
How did you come to be on Spire? A spaceship was involved. For what reason did you go there? Witness. If you went to witness, why did you decide to interfere with the Star Choir's operation on Spire? As a result of witness. Did you assist in the theft of a Star Choir command ship? believe that would be an accurate characterization, yes. Your will was cruel and it made your song discordant. Reflect until you can return to harmony. This is the word of Cadrax Eversinger. Are those your words? I like to think it had a more melodic presentation. So then you've been calling yourself Cadrax Eversinger since Saul Three. That would be a wide time frame, but yes, I was on Sol 3 when I took that name. He scribbles again, and then he puts the pen and pad down. <sighs> I'm going to level with you. I feel fairly confident I can get a death penalty for treason in this case. But if you plead guilty, I'll recommend a life sentence in an anechoic prison, and there won't have to be a trial. That is a generous offer under the circumstances, and I understand your confidence. So you're not pleading guilty? What precisely are the charges? Treason against the Star Choir. Huh. No, there are perhaps other smaller charges I would be willing to plead to, but that one, no. Scribbles on his pad. Okay, in that case, your hearing is set for tomorrow. Commander Blair will now escort you to the Temple of Phonos for a theological examination. Very well. well. He, he leads you out and sends you back to the waiting room where you find your friends. Um, could I have been listening to that and then kind of broadcasting it through our, um, communicators to Vian and Benny? Wouldn't we all just have them? Were you, I mean, yeah, I guess you could have activated your communicator and let us listen. Which, I, I don't think that's important enough to require a, a retcon, you know, so I'll say yes, you can all be okay. aware of that so that Cadrex doesn't just have to repeat it all for you. Yeah. So we're all very wide-eyed when you come back. Benny so. has been pacing since the moment you left the room, so. <laughs> uh, oh, welcome back. Um, reflection. Uh-huh. Are you, is there anything that we can do at this time? Cowdrex. How are you at studying for theology? 
Oh, uh, well, as of today, we believe that we are quite adept. We have spent a lot of time internally contemplating a lot of questions that we have never really considered before. Uh, what is our purpose? Why is our existence here? What is the meaning of the stars? You know? Vion turns to who was like, what the hell just <laughs> happened? I think I think uh, Benny catches your eye and just kind of like questioningly like taps her own elbow. Like, like, <laughs> is that it? <laughs> so theology, yes. Is there some information that you require? I'm apparently to be examined and... I am a poor student. Really? Uh, but no, Ulas, it would be good for you to acquire whatever information you can while we're here. Yes, we will. Also, would it be presumptuous to assume that all of the data that, and like they're gonna kind of like get in closer and use their whisper voice. All of the data that was taken off of Spire should be located in some of the data banks here. There has to be a server that contains the backup that was taken. I, we. I'm very sorry. That would be tremendously difficult, if not impossible to access and you would not be allowed. Ah, we understand. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm very sorry. We thank you. And then Ulaz is going to start looking around for control panels, the usual stuff. Um, Ulaz, you can find a control panel, uh, say, in the lobby that's out open to the public. Make an interface roll. Okay, so at the moment, I would really like to figure out, um, I don't know, where's the server room? Where do they store their, like, the data, all those external hard drives? Something to that effect. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, without my uh, investigation, that is a 12. With it, it's a 14. This being a public computer in a courthouse, obviously you're not going to find top secret military stuff in it. Mm -hmm. um, what you are able to, I'll say with a 12, you can determine that you would need access probably to some sort of secure military database, which would be probably on a military base. And if I look up where the nearest military base is? Um, there are military bases within a few hundred miles of the city, small ones in the city. Um, they are obviously incredibly secure. Okay. Uh, and whether or not you'd be able to reach any of them in time, considering Kadrex's trial in tomorrow, is going to be a little up in the air. But let's say you are aware of... Um, you are aware of a couple of sites in the city that might have military computers. Okay. And if not those sites, are there any individuals that might potentially carry that information on their persons? Any high-ranking conductors or anything? Nah, that would be like, you know, like the, the president, you know, that would be like the president, like carrying like the secrets of our nuclear arsenal, <laughs> you know, it's like not just the codes to get to those secrets, but actually the secrets themselves, you know, so <laughs> you, you would have to get into a military base. This is, you know, they just conducted a whole war to get this stuff. It's, they, they've got it locked up. All right. Thank you. And then Commander Blair leads you through back through the city. 
to the Temple of Phonos. Um, the temple kind of looks like a crystal castle surrounded by a lush teal lawn. In front of it is a statue of Phonos, the first ever sinker, being slain by the beast Mifletzit. If I'm pronouncing that correctly, Cadrex. Um, Blair sends you inside, and he sits down on a bench outside to wait. Inside, uh, all four of you are welcome to go in. Um, and uh, you find a Pixidian in white robes waiting for you. Uh, he is uh, a fractal and uh, speaks with the voice of Liam Neeson. And uh, he says, um, my name is Legaton. I am the high priest here. It is my job to determine if you are, in fact, an Everseer. Is it going to be the hard way? Oh, no. This will be physically painless. Are you okay? And he sort of puts his hand on your shoulder sort of in a comforting way. There's nothing to fear here. There is good cause to fear, but yet some relief that I do not die today. Understandable. And he takes you over to this large, old, ancient-looking plasium chamber. It looks kind of like a freestanding bank vault. And he says, it's just a simple test. This is a resonator. You will be shut inside, and if you are truly an Eversinger, the experience will bring you insight and clarity. And he opens the door, and he motions for you to enter. How do you know? It was sung about. Were we allowed in, or do we have to wait outside? You have to wait outside. That's fine. Go heist. <laughs> oh. Okay. Cadrax, you go in. Box. You go inside. It is empty. It is just a metal box. There is nothing inside. And he shuts the chamber door behind you and it is now pitch black inside. It is also silent as the grave. But then, after a moment, Cadrax, you hear music. The now familiar song of the choir beyond, the one that you have heard from time to time since your first resurrection. At first, it's barely audible, but the longer you stand there, the louder it grows, and it suddenly dawns on you that this time the song is not in your head. It's coming out of you. Your body is vibrating ever so slightly. In fact, you now get it has been this whole time since your rebirth. The song of the choir beyond is what has literally been animating you. And the chamber is amplifying those vibrations, so you can hear them out loud now, all the time. And then, whispers that become voices. You can't catch them all. They go by so fast. 
but you hear the voice of Bella Murata, Dalen Prawley, Sandy Carpa, Brooke Barrett, Declan Eklund, Curtis Haber, Tulez, Guinevere Voler, Bridget Poole, General Zoll, Cobble, Cyclin, Ebos, Henry Park, Michelle Park, Terence Darnell, Gabriella Yates, Ruben Reese, Adam Aubrey, Orson, Leon Neal, Will W. Walton, Dizeros Elgoron, and then another voice, much louder and clearer than the others. It says, Cadrax Eversinger. And you know this voice. It's Sonneville. And he says, keep saving people one by one. That is your greatest power. And then the chamber door opens and it all stops and light pours in and Legatan sticks his head in. That's enough. You can come out now, Cadrax Eversinger. But he was here. Choir, the choir beyond was here. Yes. I will, sub I will submit my conclusions to the court. Now, I am supposed to have Commander Blair, and he points outside, escort you to your quarters to await trial, but there's someone I'd like you to meet. All of you, please come with me. Yes. And he points oh. at you, Ulez. Okay. <laughs> And he leads you to a small chamber off the main room. And inside, there is a Pixidian woman in civilian clothes, sitting patiently in a chair. Legatan nods at her. And uh, with the voice of Judy Dench, she says, Are you the ones who stood against the Coral Marines during the fall of Spire? Are we going to get in trouble for that? Not from me. Oh, okay, then yes. Hmm. My name is Allegra. And I need your help. Uh, we greet you. Uh, I am called Ulaz Gavi. Benny Beckett, nice to meet you. Fionn Vigor. And she nods at all of you. My daughter, Dulcie was a coral marine. One of the troops sent to secure Dowager Thurent after the Knights of the Blue conquered it. But Dulce didn't approve of the operation on Dowager Thurent, and she refused to fight. She stood trial for insubordination and was ultimately dishonorably discharged. After that, I got her administrative work uh, in my office. Nothing terribly important, just assistant-level stuff. And then three months ago, Dulce disappeared. She called me from her apartment that night and nothing seemed to miss, but the next day she failed to show up for work. The military police were dispatched to her apartment and they found what they say is a suicide note explaining that Dulce was ashamed of her actions on Dowager Thurent and planned to throw herself off the Trinitone Bridge. Her body was never found and the case was ruled a suicide and closed. I don't believe... Dulcie was ashamed of what she did at Dowager Thorant. If anything, 
She was proud of the choices she made. The military is incredibly powerful here, as you know. So I don't know who on Beta Pixidus I can trust. But based on your actions at Spire, I damn well know I can, four of you aren't in league of that with them. That being said, I do not know how your trial will turn out either. So I am asking for your assistance now, today. Will you help me figure out what happened to Dulcie? Uh, you, you are willing to trust us? Are your people not full of suspicion and dislike for those other than themselves? Have I been misled? I have only truly read about you at the exception of my ally, Cadrax. My people are indeed cloistered and distrustful, but we are not all the same. Well, we must ask a favor in return if you wish our services um, on the planet that I have resided upon, Earth. I am a very well-known investigator, and I am known to take on, well, jobs like this. And with my team, we could absolutely solve this, but you must be willing to help us as well. What is it you want? I have scanned through your public documents and run through the layout of your city, uh, at least the current city here, and I require some military documents and access to a, well, a military computer or whatever their internet access is, really, and I just need to know if there is a location that I can potentially look into some military content without having to go to one of their bases, because, well, they are quite far away. That is a big ask. I, I, am, I am not military, uh, and I don't know that I can assure access, but I can damn well assure you that I will do everything in my power to arrange that, if it is at all something that I am capable of. What about your daughter, if we find her? She's ex-military. Do you think she still has any sort of connections? If she's alive, it's possible. Uh, do you have any photos of your daughter? Do you, do you take photos? My people never used to take photos. We would always draw renditions or sculpt them, but uh, something so we know what Dulcie looks like would be very useful. I have a voice recording. Ah, uh, and they look to Cadrax. Yes, that will suffice. Uh, it might be possible to provide signals you might find useful, Ulas. Okay, please. Uh, Effectively in Coral, though I understand the Universal Translators can do something amazing. Um, mm -hmm. I figure we can communicate visual information through 
like how the echolocation would come back. Yes. Okay. I kind of think that's pretty cool. I think oh. Ulez could probably build a picture out of that as data, just the way their yeah. brain works and the signal stuff that we did, like what, last season? Yeah. So let's say she plays the recording for you and you get that echolocation information and uh, you are able to assemble a picture of one of these fractal people who, you know, you can only kind of tell from each other so-so. Kadrax, you can see it very clearly. Um, to the rest of you, you know, you pick up some of the features and, and some of the significance of it, but, you know, it, it's going to take you some time before you can, you know, these, they, these are not really like humanoids exactly, you know, it's, it's, it's very different picking out what their features are and what's just fractal noise kind of stuff. Um, but Cadrax, you now have that information and Ulez, you have sort of a low grade version of it. Um, there's not much time. Can I take you to her apartment? Maybe you can start there. Oh, yes, please. That would be good. And then Ulez will turn just kind of briefly towards Vian. It looks like our work is never quite done. I couldn't agree more. Unfortunately. And, uh... Legatan uh, guides you to a back door and he says, Don't worry, I'll cover with Commander Blair. And the four of you uh, leave um, with Allegra and uh, she leads you to the city, through the city uh, to an apartment building. The building is, you know, like the other buildings, another slab of crystal with windows cut into it. Um, but Cadrax, you can recognize because you know the city that this is kind of, you know, lower middle class apartment kind of stuff. Um, no, nothing super fancy, you know. I will try as best I can to provide Port Ruby analogy to my <laughs> allies, like the comparable neighborhood. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're kind of like, all right, this is sort of like mid Baronsdale, you know, uh, uh, like, like uh, warehouse city, you know, like where Benny lives. This is kind of, you know, uh, you know, rich people. You know, people with family, the family level incomes, probably not. This is like a lot of single people, students, you know, it's, 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 you know, the, the, the crappier end of, of the, of, of town, not, not, not poverty level, but low. Um, Allegra takes you inside uh, to the elevator. The elevator is a platform. And when Allegra presses a button, a soft tone sounds and the vibrations that tone creates propels the whole platform up. Because we don't, other... no one else goes stairs. No one else does it. It's weird. You're the weird ones, humans. Yeah, no argument there. Um, when the elevator arrives at the floor, the wall in front of you slides upwards and you see a hallway. At the end of the hallway is Dulce's apartment door. Allegra takes you to it. Now, just to the side of the door, uh, there is a small silver panel. Cadrax, you recognize this is a tonal lock. It is incredibly sensitive to vibrations. You need to know the exact right frequency to open it up. And Allegra says, the police changed the tone that opened the lock. We might have to break the door down. 
that's not necessarily true. We do have uh, someone who could sort of hack the console. Is it electronic? Is it like digital? What's the door made out of? Oh, uh, yeah, we can just break down the door. Just walk Wait, yeah, what's the door? door? Wait, hold on, we don't have to break down the door. What's the door made of? <laughs> uh, the door is uh, crystal. That's nothing to me, I think. Hold on, let me pull up the chart. Uh, level is crystal. Yeah, yeah I don't like, think it's, it's level. It's level three. You'd oh, be able yeah. to get through that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a planet you have here, Doc. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'll reach out my hand to everybody. We can just link up. Oh, um, could we open the door from the inside so the cadracks can enter with us? Yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of assumed that you would join us in the link, Doc. Okay, you take. Um, Ulez and Benny and Allegra through. Allegra is not bothered by being phased. Um, wow. Whatever it is that makes Cadrax bothered does not apply to her. Um, no, on the inside, there's another panel and Allegra um, uh, sings at it and the door slides open and she says, guess they only changed the outer lock. What's uh what's the state of things like? Does it look like it's been turned over a few times? Well, the inside is practically empty. Mm. On one of the walls, there are some framed waveforms, cadracks, you recognize these as like kind of family mementos. Um, something like uh, you know, printouts of specific voices from important moments, kind of one of their equivalents of like photographs, uh, very common amongst the star choir. Um, otherwise, it kind of looks like this place has been cleaned out. As far as you can tell, most of the furniture is gone. What's left behind is just, you know, a couple of chairs. Bookshelves have been empty or, or recording shelves have been empty. Um, I think Benny just kind of looks at Vian like. I'm going to postcog the spot. <laughs> okay. You're tr okay, what, how far back are you trying to go? You're trying to get to the night that she disappeared? Yeah. Three months ago. Oh, right. uh, three months ago. Yeah. yeah, good point. That's actually quite a bit of time. Well, you, you have gone further back before. You can give it a shot if you want. Yeah, that's a good point. But Yeah, it will. I won't get. Yeah, we'll wait for rules lawyering to happen later at the trial. Let's just go for. Yeah, let's just go for the night of the disappearance. All right, Vian, give me a postcard roll. All right, this is four plus roll. Yeah. Changing die. Uh, it's going to be an eight. Eight. Uh, okay, that's a moderate success. Um, what do you get for moderate success? Okay. Four Pixidians in nondescript kind of garb. Just... Civilian clothes. Enter through the door. You see Dulcie. She looks kind of surprised. She's fractal form. Um, and she tries to get around them, uh, but they easily grab her. And uh, one of them uses their voice to create a tone that quickly puts her to sleep. And one of the others grabs something, kind of looks, you know, uses it like a communicator. Uh, in fact, um, you know, speaks into it and you hear him say, uh, 
this one goes to Mute Valley. And he sw switches it off. And then your vision ends. Wow. Did they say Mute Valley? Were you broadcasting? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> There's to no everybody? way I was going to take it upon myself to describe any of that. <laughs> to everybody, even Allegra? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Allegra, She's... what is that? Mute Valley is uh, an area in the Plesium Mountains west of the city. Uh, as far as I know, there's been nothing out there but trees and Plesium mines that have been closed for centuries. Could those mines have been repurposed into a prison of sorts? I, I suppose anything is possible. Ooh, kitty, kitty, kitty. I say we head there as soon as possible. What is our timeline like? Cadrox, do you have the time to assist us with this? It is very important that we are there for your trial. We must support you in any way possible. I still have a the greater fraction of a rotation. To keep things nice and simple, let's say if we were dealing in Earth terms here, Cadrax, you have like 16 hours. Yeah, I, I was sort of mentally 18ing, but yeah, no, yeah. exactly. Okay. That's sort of like, we got a day and a half kind of vibe. Um, so yes, the greater fraction of a rotation. Okay. Easy. Yeah, we've done more and less. Okay. Um, can we fly there? And Allegra's like, I am afraid I am a little old for field work. Um, but I'll wait for you at the Temple of Phonos. Okay. Please. That sounds good. Look into any information that you can about any military outposts that we could potentially co-op. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, we got this. You've got the best detective in the universe on the case. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I nod to a very confident Les. <laughs> and the, the Leggers, I take great peace of mind from that. Good. If the commander asks about me, please do not lie to him on my behalf. If that's your wish. He has done right by me. I would not feel honorable deceiving him. I understand. Exist well. right. Yeah, exist well. Um, exist should we do the old... Well. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, yeah it's, a, it's a thing we say. Oh, it uh, is a keeper saying. Uh, like to in melody and in harmony. Closest translation. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and she kind of nods uh, and then heads back towards the elevator. So should we do the old X-Wing cardboard trick of a uh, little patch of sky? Fly on over? Uh, we think what? that is best. What oh. is the daylight situation right now? Yeah. Um, right now it is uh, kind of late in the afternoon. It's, there's still daylight. What okay. color is the sky? Uh, the sky here is blue. Okay. Wow. Blue sky, yellow sun. Yeah. Plastic. Okay. 
Right. We're going to do the classic model. <laughs> the old Earth Fast Boss special. Oh, yeah, okay, I forgot so- to ask. We're like, we're like good, right? Like humans are like fine in the Atmo, or did, do we need to have been like suited up this whole time? Oh, yeah. Are we wearing suits? Um, I'm, I'm going to assume that uh, there is oxygen content here. Cool. Um, enough for you to breathe because we've established there's grass and trees and stuff like that so we're just going to say gas exchange is favorable yeah good to know oxygen burns okay so uh, (laughs) um, yeah uh, I'll cast image oh that is what you are doing yeah sorry I did not understand from x-wing and cardboard (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, in the old films, what they they put X wings on the cardboard, but it's the same color as the background, so they could just move them around and make them fly. It looked very realistic as well in the films. Yeah, no, that's because we magic watched or the little magic. Uh, I'll do big <laughs> magic just to. I don't. I don't need to do any other magic right now. So, all right, give me a turn on image. Okay, eight plus roll is that is pumpkin blowing little hearts. That's gonna be a fourteen. Is this one of those dice where there's just like a pumpkin on every side? What is going on here? Okay, why? Well, uh, six-sided and it's all sixes. Pumpkin uh, on every dice. got bats, 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 and then one. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, ghost hands? Okay, anyway. Sorry. Oh, that's appropriate. Um, so, yeah, um, that will easily get your image on. And uh, yes. on. just make sure I'm doing this right. Mm-hmm. Sorry, folks, that I have to look up the rules every single week, but... Uh, you know, let it be a lesson that, you know, if it's a DM, you, you don't have to memorize the book, you know. Um, it's a spooky yeah. tree. I was wrong. It's not hands. It's a tree with a face. How could you have that'll... aired thus? <laughs> I don't know if that will show Okay. Up. Give me uh, an image roll. Okay. This is five plus roll. Boop. Oh, no. Oh, no. Let me get a different D6. <laughs> It's because you misidentified that side of the yes, die. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it is. Not because I rolled it under my desk. Uh, all right. Uh, that is going to be a total of six. Okay. Um, I don't lie. I'm going to say that this image is kind of shaky. That's fine. Um, it, you, you get it on. This is, this is a marginal success. Um, but if somebody were really on the lookout for you they would see some shapes in the sky. I mean, no one is looking for us. No one knows about this quite yet. So I'm feeling good about this. Yeah. Let's go. Far, far as you know. Um, so you're all flying. Yep. Cadrax, you're just going to take everybody. So be on your own casting. Have, I have passenger. Cadrax uh, will look at the image and look at their allies. Do we need to be sonically stealthy? Oh. Um, well, that might be something that you can determine. Um, yeah, will you there be us, folks that are going to look for us? I wasn't too sure the level of stealth that was necessary. Um, but I also don't know the severity of the Mute Valley. Is it a scary place? Can we just saunter in? Rick, what do I know of the Mute Valley? Very little. There's really no reason you should know anything about this area. It is, you know, just some area, you know, a few miles outside the city that is just mountains and trees, you know, maybe, you know, the kind of place people might go hiking, but like, it's not like a popular spot or anything. As far as I know, it's just a nearby named geographical area. (laughs) Right. I know this like I know Pacoima. Got it. (laughs) 
Theoretically, great. yes. Great. Been and there, home, maybe. If you're sure, like, yeah. I don't know what Pacoima is, correct. It's <laughs> one of those places you're not even 100% sure it's real. It could just be like a plot to fool your enemies. You know, it's like. Please like, just uh, don't make me point to it on a map. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Got it. Message received. Uh, I know very little. I oh. was not allowed on the excursion in oh. educational period. Oh. I love field trips. They were always my favorite. Well, perhaps then we could benefit from hiding ourselves sonically, just in case. We don't particularly like surprises that have the element of danger in them. That is reasonable. Uh, I'm gonna roll, um, I'm gonna throw an O-die back in because I'm nervous being like back home unbreakable planet. Yeah, that's, everybody here can kill you, or you know, any anybody. But you know, I'm, I spend a life here. conditioning being nervous about using my voice in this place made of crystal. We're just gonna have to uh, die on this one. It's, I, I it, like it. It's Pavlov. Sorry, Al. But give me a complex task roll yes, to turn on your sonic. On that. Good. If they fail, would they get a point of determination? Mm, oh. No, I gotta activate that as a trouble on purpose. Okay. Yeah. But nice try there. Um, I don't know, opting into I know, no, I'm not creating I will always brew mechanics to get yeah. myself into trouble rather yes. than use the one that's right there. Um, nonetheless, that's a 12 and a Thea Odai tried to go flying, but it did not go off. Fair enough. Um, so you said it was 12? Yes. Okay. That will get the job done. Um, you are sonically shielded in case anybody is, you know, listening for you Star Choir style. You fly off, and at Cadrax's speed, Cadrax flies uh, at, uh, what, level two? Um, 55 miles an hour, I want to say. 55 miles an hour or so, yes. As fast as a dolphin or a horse. And um, you, you know, it... Because you are flying, you don't have to worry about, obviously, streets or bridges or stuff like that or bodies of water. So it is kind of a direct straight line kind of trip. That being said, it is still a few miles outside the city. Um, takes a little while. Plus, you know, you want to be cautious. Make sure, you know, like I said, you're, you're not being listened for or watched or anything. Um, but uh, by the time you reach uh, the valley... Um, It is late in the afternoon, not quite sunset yet. Uh, and from above, you see a fairly desolate mountain landscape. Um, there are gravelly paths and boulders that have slid down from mountaintops, thick teal trees uh, that look kind of vaguely like evergreens, but, you know, teal. Um, and... Uh, Everyone, tell you what, give me an intellect roll. Okay. Nine. Nine. Seven. Eleven. Eleven as well. Hey. Okay. Between you all, you know, you see all that, and every once in a while you can spot, you know, what looks like it is possibly uh, the opening of, a, of, of, an, of an old plasium mine, uh, like Legger told you about, that has been sealed up you can sort of spot the shape in the sides um but you know there's there's a lot of them you know um but this area like 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 she said was just you know this was an old plasium mining area back in the day um 
and uh, all of the mines are sealed. Uh, do you land? Or do you keep flying? Are you spotting from the air? Sounds up to you, Captain. Uh, ping. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a ping roll. We're still all right, and it's still a 12. 12. I forgot how much this stresses me out. Gosh, this is Ludo narrative. Okay. Uh, if we determine what is the range of your ping? Um, that would power level. Uh, so uh, the power level would give it a bazonkers distance. Oh, yeah, this is like a distance thing. Okay, so it's like... I feel like we have adjusted this in the past, like the way we adjust Benny's stretching because the distance chart does not quite, you know, make sense for this application. But let's say- Narratively convenient, but like 80% of what would be maximally achievable. Uh, this is a pretty big area, this valley. You know, it's like, you know, it is a huge, you know, like I said, mountain landscape, you know, so it's, it encompasses several mountains and valleys and stuff. Um, for the most part, you know, your ping can penetrate most of these mountains. There's still plasium in some of them, and your ping cannot quite get through all of that plasium. But you do not detect anything necessarily weird about it. Um, I will say that part of your ping comes back to you with a weird tone. Um, you know... When you send the ping out, you listen for, you know, how long it takes to come back. Usually it just, you know, it has a certain vibration to it. This time it's like, you know, it's like as if you're hitting along a rock wall and then suddenly, you know, hit a dead spot or something. There's like a as weird... As if there were an anechoic chamber that were not responding on the typical interval. Would it be no. consistent with such a thing? Um, it I've pinged be... anechoic spots before. It wouldn't not be inconsistent with such a thing to be confusing as I possibly can. No, yeah, it, it, something Why like that. Why be so negative, yes. Rick? <laughs> um, well, you know, uh, that's just who I am. Um, no, uh, so, yes, it would not be inconsistent with that, although... There are other conceivable explanations as well. Yes, could be a vein of plasium that just reflects in a weird way. Uh, could be lots of things. Could be an individual, could be that I have been away from our home world for many, many years and might not be perfectly rotation, revolutions, excuse me, and I'm not perfectly. To keep it simple, I will say the dead spot is, you know, due north ahead of you. I will point that out and see if anyone else has visual observations of anomalies in the area that could indicate, for instance, an entrance or anything. Traffic. Based hmm. on your previous roles, I will say it's just what you saw. Gravelly paths, trees, nothing quite jumps out at anybody. Fiona, what types of energies can you magic feel for? Like, can you... I, sonic, but the only, uh, I, it, Sonic is an energy that I can detect, but the thing is it only works in a visual range. Okay. Which is a little ableist. Um, 
I am wondering if uh, really it should work in like auditory range, right? Uh, yeah, so yeah. Sonic detection. Um, Could you we, put like your clairvoyant orb down there in that direction somewhere and see if you could get eyes closer, or is that? I don't know how far that can go. I think you have to know what you're looking at. Like clairvoyance is the ability to see something at a distance. So I think yeah. it's like you have to be like, I want to try and see what Allegra is doing right now. You know, well, didn't um, we like do ESP or we, something maybe ESP or whatever it is where like you get to like put your little, you got to put like a visual orb somewhere where you got to like see through it. We did it yeah. at the airport to look It'd at be his like ticket. If I was there. Yeah. So like if you could put, not like in, we don't know exactly where we're going, but like we know the direction. And if you could just like, Toss your orb as far as it goes. Maybe you could get a better look than from where we are right now. That's the that's the basically in distant locations as if you were actually there. Okay. Extra sensory perception lets you perceive. See the benchmarks table for an idea of the distance. Use the lower of your power level or awareness tests to notice or search for things while using ESP. If a location is shielded against your ESP, make a power test. Blah 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 blah. blah. The GM may also require ESP tests for areas completely unknown to you, determining what you sense based on the result. Um, okay, so first give me a power roll to turn on the ESP. Big magic or little magic? I'm going to use big magic, even though okay. reveals are visual, unfortunately. I assume you're going for level five? Yeah, so turning on big magic, unfortunately, I rolled a one. That's going to be a total of nine to turn it on. Uh, you can't get your ESP on. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, it's kind of a big gamble anyhow. You want to try again with your little magic? Oh, yeah. You know what? Let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. Okay, let's roll again. Uh, great. Well, that's definitely better than a one. I rolled a two, so that's going to be a total of ten. All right. That works, but you only have it at level three now. Great, I love it. Well, that's a that's a range based benchmark table. So that's yeah, not so too it's bad. about a city block. That's kind of where we are ish, right? Um, use the lower of your power level or awareness for tests to notice and search for things. So your power level is three. Your awareness is three. Also so three. I'm consistent. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, so I'm gonna roll three. No. <laughs> three plus roll. Or is it just automatically turned on? Um, I think the roll comes to look. I think it's just on, but then like to search is where the next roll yeah. comes in. Heck yeah. As far as I understood that. Okay, that is pumpkin. Uh, so it's going to be a total of nine. Okay. Um, you send your esp you know your your mind's eye a city block ahead to the north for the level that you for level three what you can use it as uh at first you know everything just seems as it looked from the air but then you catch the wisp of what looks something like a tire track that kind of appears from nowhere in the road and then disappears from nowhere in the road, perhaps as if somebody, you know, had tried to cover it up and missed a spot or something. Sorry, question. You, mm. had, you have an investigation skill? 
I 100% have an investigation. Would that have been added to this? You're looking. You're investigating. I am looking. You know, keep that in mind for next time. Um, <laughs> <Shoot>. <laughs> actually, you should totally be consulting your attorney before you do anything, honestly. It's like, as an attorney myself, I would just say, never act first without first finding out. Um, and you've That's got one of the advice. best. That's such good advice. I wish I'd followed it earlier. <laughs> you've got one of the best in the business right here. Um, Sorry, I'm not helpful. Benny is not helpful here, so Caitlin is just thinking <laughs> very hard. <laughs> Now we're keeping you for making an entrance if we can't find one. There's tire tracks down there. Is that something that we should follow? What is the, what kind of tire tracks are we talking? Wheels? Are we talking treads? Yeah. Uh, what kind of tire tracks were they, Rick? You, you kind of can't tell. You just sort of see like kind of like, you know, a scrape in the gravel that kind of reminds you of a tire track. You know, okay. it looks like something kind of rolled through pushing stuff just up to the edge, you know. And it was two like it was like two parallel lines, I assume. Um, you, you, yeah, just OK. Very briefly. OK, uh, so it's either one vehicle with uh, two to four wheels or it's two separate. Vehicles. Oh. But I would assume because if the with the line, I'd, I'd, I think it's one vehicle. Okay. I don't know how important that is. Oh, well, this is information that we can determine if this is a military base. Is it a military vehicle or is it something more civilian? Yeah. I mean, we can go down and postcog it. Also, uh, something to note, someone's trying to cover up their tracks. So this oh. area is under surveillance. Okay. We should definitely be careful then. Coming as loud and yet quiet as I can. Uh, so you're yeah. going down there? Let's yep. postcog it. Stuff that okay. you want to check it out without getting caught. All right. You walk about a city block ahead, and uh, you find this tire track-like break in the dirt. I'm going to postcog. Give me a postcog roll. Four plus roll equals six. Big money tonight. Six. Mm -hmm. How far back were you trying to go? Ooh, I mean, ah, uh, well, here's the thing. Okay, there's breeze. These tracks would have been covered up sooner than later because there is mm -hmm. weather. This isn't like a moon situation. So uh, I'm only trying to go back like maybe max a week. Okay, then for only a week, yeah, you you you've got that. Um, and, uh, yeah, you, you know, going to your postcard, broadcasting to everybody, I assume, yep. and, uh, what you all see is this area that you are standing in, um, and, uh, it's quiet, breeze is blowing, and then there is a little bit of a rumble, and slowly coming up the path, Cadrax, um, you see a vehicle, that uh, you recognize as a military transport. It has a device on the back of it that kind of rakes the gravel behind it, covering its own tracks as it drives. It drives up the path past where you're standing and disappears over a rise. 
Oh. So did you sorry? Did you say it was a military vehicle or just like a Cadrax would recognize? Cad- okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Well, that's a funny vehicle, Cadrax. What do we think it is? Oh, like I'm a space to... Humvee. <laughs> yeah, I got that like with a side of rake zamboni. Um, yeah. But oh, that is a sign of my impending conviction. Um, I don't say that out loud. Um, I, uh, it is a military vehicle and one intent on hiding itself from members of the choir. Uh, we should follow it. Oh, yes. I wonder what we're going to uncover. Can you imagine the possibilities? There's just so much to determine. There's so much to learn. May it be everything you hope for. I'm going to turn on Danger Sense at level 5, if I can. Danger Sense. Your spider senses. Okay. Um... Danger sense is a special six sense for imminent danger. You can use your danger sense level as the ability for reactions to defend against attacks or other sudden dangers and for awareness tests to notice those dangers. If your danger sense level is lower than the associated ability, you get a plus one bonus to the tests using the ability instead. So your awareness, what we established was a three. So you're trying to turn it on level five? That would be great. Okay, give me a magic roll. Eight plus roll equals ten. That will get the job done. You now have danger sense level five. So I will start rolling your awareness as you go to see if you are detecting danger. Great. What's up, danger? Okay, so uh, let's just head in the direction that the vehicle went. Okay. I look back real quick. It did occur to me at one point. It could be coming from or going to a point of interest. Hmm. I mean, uh, well, this place is rather inconspicuous, so it d- logic does dictate that it would serve it, serve them best to use this place as a hideout. We love a good hideout. We have discovered many hideouts on Earth. This would be just momentous if we could find another hideout here. Was the way we saw it going deeper into this valley or towards the city? Uh, deeper into the valley. Okay. I would say, let's go. The way that we saw it going in the vision. And if not, we double back. Oof, that lawyer brain, man. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah. You head off in that direction. Um, as you walk, the sun is now going down, it is starting to get dark. Um, not, it is not quite totally dark yet. There's still, you know, kind of sunset light. Um, as you walk, you pass, you hear, you hear kind of little crackling sound. Um, Theon, it's like you, 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 you kind of hears off to your side it's like a little scurrying or something and then out of some teal bushes hops uh what cadrak you recognize as a lorgin um a lorgin is uh, a kind of a teal like squirrel like creature um which is uh incredibly adorable but as you know like ferocious uh you know when 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 it is angered 
It kind there of was, sniffs at the four of you. There was one that haunted the alleys behind the Hall of Pages. <laughs> when I oh. was younger, the Order of Harmony. It, it scratched me to... Well, humans, I think, would say scratched to pieces. But of course, if you have observed my people, you understand that we are already. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and it kind of... Oh, 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 I greet you. We have a flower for you, if you would like. And Ulysses is going to like crouch down and try to hand the little yellow flower to this creature. And it sort of, you know, very carefully like sniffs. And it takes the flower... And then sort of just like, and just like kind of gobbles it. Its jaw sort of unhinges. It has a much larger mouth than it looked like. Uh, and then, you know, it just sort of, you know, gets back down onto its four legs and just kind of looks at you. Is it not terribly endearing? Ha! Ah. Ah, I'm not giving it my last flower. <laughs> I'm gonna hide that. Do we, uh, do we keep uh, walking or do, uh, do we need to be concerned about going air- airborne very quickly? <laughs> but he's like staring at it. <laughs> and, oh, uh, Morton, do not fly. That's what I'm saying. Do we need to? Do we need to? <laughs> Nonetheless, I am going to just very quickly take my companions uh, up into the air, both for the comfort of the distressed human, despite. <clears throat> the adorable warrior Lorgen. Um, but also, hopefully, since it's sunset, I had been thinking about, I would really love for them to be able to see uh, when the sunlight hits the Crystal hits city. The city. It is something worth beholding, and I don't know if I'm going to be alive to see it tomorrow, so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you soar up, and as you go, the Lorgen sort of rah, 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 like scurries back off into the bushes. And you get into the air and sort of, you know, just kind of hang there, maybe rotating around so that you can see the city. And yeah, the sunlight beams on the city. And, you know, it's, I mean, you know, it's crystal. So it's like the light just refracts at every frequency in every direction. And it's like, it's like a giant prism of a city that is just like radiating rainbows in every direction. And I would like to take a couple. Yeah, from, you definitely from here. Yeah, just very quietly. She doesn't say anything. Just just takes a couple. Um. And now what, Cadrex? Hmm. Ah. Uh, look, it's mostly I think of it because it is adorable, but. Do Lorgen typically burrow, like, use other burrows, burrow near industrial equipment? Like, you know how squirrels love going for power lines? Like, it's their (laughs) job. (laughs) No, you don't know anything like that. Lorgen just kind of, you know, inhabit this area, the the, the forests and the trees and stuff. Um, Love them. If anything, this one seemed strangely friendly towards people. Yes. It did not even once use its venomous spikes. Oh. Oh, we are glad. And is it used to vaguely humanoid individuals coming through here? 
Huh. If it's no, if they're normally more freaked out and territorial. That is a very good point. I'm sure you observed most of us are not. Uh, forgive me. Uh, so I think triangulating from where we felt that due north strange ping mm. um, and along the Lorgen's path, because that's a that's a weirdly good point. Whoa. Uh, it also could have been an offhanded comment by the GM. However, <laughs> you did say it, so I really liked it on it. <laughs> I mean, no, I just, I really didn't think about it. Oh. Uh, God, my friends are big brain. Uh, I guess, I guess maybe, I guess maybe, I guess maybe another ping. Give me a ping roll, Cadrex. Shit. Uh, oh, die? Yeah. Uh, 14, and an Odai. Well, it's been a while. What happens when your Odai goes off? Which would, would... Max power! Okay. Tadrax, you shoot a blast of harmonic resonance at level 8 straight ahead of you. And when you do, you just hear this, like dissonant shriek and, and suddenly like the whole path you know kind of like 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 you know like schlieren rising off the road kind of and you realize your tone has obliterated something that was generating a tone that had created a sonic wall and when the sonic wall disappears the road in front of you changes. And now, instead of being an empty road, way down the road, you can see a bunch of small buildings. And as it starts to get dark, we're going to take a 10-minute break, and we'll pick up right here when we get back. Uh, stick around, everybody. We got another awesome reel with uh, your incredible fan art in it. Um, just the best i mean i love this stuff so check out the new reel and we will see you back here in 10 thank you so much welcome back um yeah that fan art in the reel just blows us away we just sit here looking at it as it goes by and it's just like you know we appreciate what y'all do so much thank you so much for all the incredible art from all the artists who are on all of these reels um, and, and there's already more for, you know, some future round, you know, maybe in season six, because maybe every two seasons or something, we'll update them. Um, but yeah, so please, please, you know, anything, if you're, if you're feeling, no matter what it is, it's like, you know, give us a sketch, you know, we, 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 we live for this stuff. Um, it makes we me so are happy also, every time anyone draws something, I cry a little bit and that's not an exaggeration. It makes me so happy. Thank you very much. What she said. Um, also, uh, Apparently, we are uh, this close to unlocking the lore drop. Um, so uh, thank you, everybody, for that. Um, I, I think just $20 away or $30 away or something like that. So like, we're right on top of that. And again, thank you so much for all the support you've given us. 
Um, and we will pick up right where we left off. You are standing in the middle of a path, and Kadrax just accidentally unleashed a massive blast of harmonic resonance, which completely destroyed some kind of audio-generated cloaking device uh, that hid a bunch of buildings way down the road um, very abruptly. Um, so what do you do? Oh, there's another hideout. Oh, this and is how we know we're on the right track. This is very good. We are very yeah. excited. I mean, if hey, they already uh, know we're here. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. That probably set off some alarms, right? Oh. If they Absolutely. have any alarms, it set them off. I would be profoundly disappointed in their operational security if that did not set off at least 80% of all alarm-based devices in the compound. <laughs> I mean, if they had the wherewithal to put a big sonic barrier up, then I'm sure they are, that's not where the fail-safe stop. It is truly impressive. Um, so, if they're going to yeah. rush out and look for us... We should that, be elsewhere. Yeah, we should be elsewhere. Uh, I would like to cast Image, and it's the night sky. It's much easier. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you can fly. Give me uh, Big Magic, Little Magic. Uh, this is gonna be big. Oh, wait, I've got a uh, danger sense on right now. Uh, yes. I want to do little magic. All right, give me a little magic roll. Eight plus roll equals don't run away from me. Ten. Okay, um, that will get uh, turn it the, on. yeah, that'll turn it on. Now we got three plus roll equals five. <laughs> Why? Um, five. Uh, it is, you know, not quite an impenetrable illusion again. It's, it's, you know, it's sort of like, you know, like trying to hide behind a, you know, piece of dark cellophane or something. You know, it's like somebody might not notice you, um, but uh, you are, you know, far from invisible. Okay. Is it like a, so it's like a weird looking night sky patch? Yeah. At five? Yeah. It's, it's you know, it, it, if somebody's looking for it, they'll see it. Uh, well, some people are looking for it. So I'll tell you what, folks, why don't I just send that off in a different direction? Uh, yes, that is a very good idea. The old fashioned, um, bait and switch. That's it. Aha. Uh -huh. That's it. Okay. So you're sending it, um, the camp is north. What direction are you sending it in? Uh, towards the camp in the sort of like in the opposite direction that we're going and we're going towards the camp, but I want to send it like at an angle. Okay. So like Northwest or something. Yeah. And in fact, since it's on and it's flickering, no, no. Cause that would have to be a successful. That's fine. This is good. This is good. This is good. Okay. This is good. Um, okay, what are y'all doing? You flying towards the camp right now? Oh, I, dare I try to salvage the situation, my allies? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, can I tag onto the image that's being sent away, uh, with, like, a, a moving imitation of a, a tiny motor? Basically, try to sell this as a 
Cloak Crappy ship. illusion stealth drone. Gotcha. Um, give me a complex task roll. Roll your uh-oh die. Oh, yes. Always. Especially right now. <laughs> We're good on the uh-oh die, and it's a 12. Okay. That will get the job done. Um, there is kind of the... You know, suddenly, the three of you hear the, you know, the weird drone of what sort of sounds like some sort of, you know, non-specific engine noise, and uh, the, the little kind of weird-looking square of, you know, half-baked night sky um, just zips northwest over the camp. Um, and uh, you are you are still a good distance away from the camp. So um, I tell you what, everyone give me a, 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 an investigation and see what you can see from where you're at. Seven plus roll. Okay. Don't forget your investigation. Twelve. Twelve, five. Good job, Benny. Twelve. Eight. Twelve, I'm just here to look pretty. Eight. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Benny, for boosting me. Vion, Ulez, you can detect, you know, you can kind of see some shapes of vehicles and people starting to move from these buildings towards the northwest. Oh. Okay. Oh, those are the same vehicles that must have created those tracks earlier. Uh, are they, they are the same vehicles that we also saw in the postcog? Um, they are the same types of vehicles. Um, okay. Most of them. Yeah. Like, you know, kind of space Humvees, you know, figure, <laughs> you know. Yeah, of course. Extra chrome. Um, okay. okay. We are in the direction they have vacated. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's wait for them to move from the spot and then get to the spot. Okay. Um, okay. And did you're standing there and as you stand there, uh, you're, 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 you know, your little Lorgian friend kind of like, you know, comes out onto the road and kind of, you know, circles around beneath you and then, you know, runs back into the um, bushes. Oh. I think they want my other flower. Or they wish to render assistance. Oh, I would like to follow it. Uh, are you in the air now? I thought that you were all flying, right? I thought we had lifted off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's I don't think we everybody. ever, like, declared a change of position since then. Truth. Okay. Cavrax, um, may we follow it? No, 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 no. We should not. We, I, we have a plan. And then they'll look back longingly at it. Yeah, it's, it is now disappeared into uh, one of the bushes. And, um... Yeah, and uh, you you have seen you know the uh, you know space brake lights of the truck disappear towards the northwest, um, uh, and um, you get the feeling uh, whoever it was that was moving out has moved out. Oh, okay. let's go. Okay, you fly forward, and. Uh, as you get closer, you can see that this encampment has a lot of buildings. Uh, most of them are like tents or kind of other temporary looking structures. There are no big crystal buildings like there were in the city here. Where are you? Are you just like directly above it? How, how close do you get? 
How sheer is the drop on these cliffs? Or on uh, the valley, sorry. They're Basically, sort of... like, is it worth trying to hug a side over things? There, uh, no, the valley's probably a little too wide to make okay. that practical. You'd have to go very far from the camp to hug a side, you know, it, it's kind of in the middle of like a, you know, the valley clearing, like kind of in the middle there. Then I imagine our best course would be to stay immediately over the ceilings of the tents. The periphery is patrolled, the interior is visible, um, but as gamers will note, people do not look up. Okay. Um, you swoop down over the buildings. Um, everyone give me intellect rolls again. Ten. Ten. Is this with investigation? Yeah. Uh, Six. Okay. Eleven. Eleven. Cadrax? Nine. I remind you I'm flying everyone, okay? I still can... <laughs> hey, nine's not bad. Still you beat Benny. Um, but, uh, okay. Can't just say it. Between all of you, you know, as you get closer, there are various signs, um, rust on metal surfaces, kind of paved streets that have signs of heavy wear, a large kind of full garbage dump, uh, over in the Northeast corner that all sort of point to the fact that whatever this place is, it has been here a very long time. Beyond your danger sense starts to go off. Hey, let's and go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Benny, you are suddenly struck by a bolt of harmonic resonance. Do um, I just take it, or do I have any sort of like resist, like a? Uh, uh, willpower you are or not in aura form or anything, No, no, no. Right? no so I mean, not, like, not the damage resistance. I just mean, like, I just take it because it's a surprise. Yes, it's a surprise attack. Okay, that's yeah. what I'm asking. Awesome. Um, it is... Uh, you lose four points of stamina. Ooh. And I will say you fall from oh. Kadrax's, uh, you know... How high grasp. are you? Um, you? You swoop really down over, over the building ceilings, so you're not like, super high. Yeah. Because I was going to say, um, if I could turn to lava form before I hit the ground, that would be... <laughs> you could try. You can do that if you want, but yeah. you won't take additional damage from the fall. You're not okay. high enough for that to matter oh, okay. at this okay. point. You okay, know, okay. yeah, then I'll just... Yeah, then I'll fall. Okay. You fall, and suddenly you can kind of hear <clears throat> voices, footsteps in the darkness kind of running around. Oh, what's around me? Um, okay. Am I out in the... Ha- oh, sorry. You, yeah. yeah, you have landed uh, at the crossroads of two paved roads. Um, there are, on one side of them, two gigantic tents. Not not quite like circus tent big, but like, you know, uh, you know, like a medical military field tent hospital or something like that. You know, think like, think like MASH or something, you know. Yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then on the other side, uh, across from them, there are these kind of two kind of rickety buildings. Um, there are some lights inside the buildings. The tents are dark. The footsteps are kind of coming. You know, you can't quite 
place them if you yeah. want to try and make a I'm roll. I'm probably to disoriented from falling and hitting my ass on the dirt, so I probably yeah. wouldn't be able to locate it anyways. I guess my first instinct would be get get out of sight. So if there's like any sort of like storage containers near the tents or like a table that's out or like getting or if there's some it looks like there's something more like near the the, the actual structure, like I'm just gonna look for something that I can roll underneath, crouch next to. It's dark so that I have that to my advantage right now. That's sure, kind absolutely. of the goal. There are, uh, in fact, I will say, yeah, there are like, you know, outside of uh, the tents, there are kind of, you know, a row of, you know, that kind of look like garbage cans, you know, like, you know, lined up for pickup or something. And next to uh, one of the buildings, there is a much bigger one that kind of looks like a dumpster that is up against the wall. Okay. Um... There are no lights on on these tents, so I'm going to just pray that that means that there are people either asleep or no one's in there. And I'm going to go near the tents and duck down behind the garbage bins or the bins. Okay, give me a coordination roll. Oh, jeez. Here we go. Pass. That's all I'm saying. That's six. Six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dark. You, that's all. I, you, that's all I got going for me. <laughs> You dive behind the garbage bins and you can kind of hear, you know, through your universal translator, voices out in the street. Someone's like, I saw a movement this way, this way. Meanwhile, what are the three of you doing? Uh, I'm casting servant. <laughs> um, ally. Ally. Uh, no, it's okay. Um, it was your idea. So, um, uh, okay. You're casting ally. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Oh, I mean, is, I'll I'll roll to see if I can turn it on first before you have to like read anything. Yeah, give me give me eight well, plus, big magic uh, or little magic. Uh, this is gonna be big magic. All right, ten to turn on. Yeah, that'll get the job done. Heck yeah! Servant can create or summon a servant or minion. Oh, sorry, ally can create or summon an ally or minion. It takes a page of preparation to summon your servant. Okay. Um, which appears within close range. You must concentrate to command your servant. You have a pool of points equal to four times your power level with which to buy the servant's ability. So essentially you have to create a character here. Um, I, I mean, I'm only going for one like aspect, so. What aspect? Uh, I want to just pump up this thing's prowess. Um, I want to create a large version of the critter that has been hanging out with us. The Lorgen? I want to make a uh, big Lorgen. A Lorgen Lorgen. Hey. I want to make a Falargen, and I would like for it to run through the camp. All right, so four times your power level is 20 points. Um, let's Sucks say you want to put as much as you can in prowess. Um, let's, let's say a, a, a large Lorgen would have, um, let's say, what's, what seems reasonable for that, uh, a six in prowess? Um, and, uh, it's going to take you, um, a page of prep to get it done. And then you have to concentrate to command it. So fine. You are uh, working on that. Uh, you know what? I'll, before I'll do that, I'll just like turn to Cadrix and say, drop me off on the roof. I have an idea. Land well. <laughs> and I'll just uh, land and focus and, uh, and start this process. What are you doing, Ulez and Cadrax? Um, well, how can we assess now? 
we should find our target, Dulcie. If we can find a command and control, perhaps there's something that you could interface with. Oh, that would be brilliant. Are you familiar with what that tent would look like? Maybe have a tent with the most lights? Rick, uh... Hmm? Can I get any sense of what might be a command and control tent, like, either in terms of, like, maybe there's a power supply for a good computer. I want to get my buddy Ola something to interface with, can I tell? Um, how are you trying to tell? Like, are you looking around, like, investigation style? Are you sending out um, a ping? Are you trying to sense for the frequencies of star choir machines? Like, what means? Uh, relying on cultural competency here. Like, do Give they me have cultural knowledge? Yeah, yeah unfortunately, it's not the strongest role, but I think it's the truest role. Huh. Um, oh, okay, ten. We take this. Ten. Um, okay, uh, you can see from where you're at, um, trying not to get too specific about the size of the camp, but, you know, it's fairly spread out. You are right now, say, pretty close to the center of it, um, about 200 yards to the east, you can see a building that has on top of it an array uh, that you would think is probably used for sending and receiving signals. And from your military knowledge, you know that those arrays are usually associated with the computers that the military uses, although you've never quite been in a camp like this one. Fair enough, but the most promising lead we have, may I accompany you? Oh, yes, please. Well, let's go. All right. Uh, how are you getting? Walking, flying? What are you doing? What do we think? I mean, if I can uh, see the array, we could teleport on top, but otherwise, flight. Yeah, you can also, yes, you can absolutely teleport to the part you can see. Yeah. I know a good array like the back of my hand. <laughs> All right. Ula, can you just can we... change your elbow? No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Old gag, which I know like the back of my hand. Hey, what's that? Um, yeah, no, um, give me a teleportation roll with a O die, of course. Create all my other dice. Okay, let us say four on the uh O and a six on the die, which is gonna be an 11 total. That will get the job done. The two of you crackle out and you know, there's that little green, you know, electricity that comes with the, the Darnell teleporter and bamf, all of a sudden you are over on the top of that building standing next to this array. Oh, this one's very pretty. Is that solar? Oh, that would like to touch it. Uh, Ula, give me an interface roll. Um, but that's not my best at all. Well, that's a nine. You go to work trying to negotiate with the host computer and see if you can interface with it. It is very secure. Um, okay. You're doing that. Benny, 
Oh, actually, wait, Cadrax, is there anything you specifically want to do? Um, I would love to contribute to a general sense of chaos and contra my ally Ulez disarray uh, in the camp. If I can cause a commotion at, you know, like a good entrance to a valley, maybe. Like, imagine we're a team and we've split up into parts with this, like, definitely a drone. And, like, there's someone in this camp. I want to create a third point. Just get them to disperse Just their forces all over more. everywhere. Yeah. So you're going to make a harmonic resonance roll to try yeah. and create some noise out away from the camp somewhere. Exactly. Um, give me that harmonic resonance roll. Am I seeing this correctly? Did we open up the lore drop? Looks like it from here. Yeah, it looks, looks like, like we did. I, oh thank God. you so much for everybody and nice, let me say. Um, <laughs> oh, 269, 69. I love you people. Perfect. Um, thank you so much. Honestly, it, once again, it's like y'all have been so great with supporting this show and uh, it means the friggin' world to us. Um, what did you get, Cadrax? Multiple worlds now. Um, no uh oh, and a 13 total. Okay. That will definitely get the job done. And uh, let's say, you know, over to uh, the West, you fire a, a powerful bolt of harmonic resonance with your voice. And uh, there is just, you know, a rock slide starts and it causes just, you know, you want you want to disarray. It is like a loud sound, and and suddenly you hear, you know, you see lights come on. You hear voices, kind of just like, you know, now what's that? It's like go, 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 and you see like sort of more of those, you know, sort of space Humvees kind of start up, and 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 you know, some coral marines coming out of some of the buildings, um, and uh, some of them start heading off towards the west, following the vehicles on foot. Other ones kind of start walking into the street and kind of like looking around up and down the paths near, you know, the buildings that they came out of, just trying to get a sense of what the hell is going on. Benny, you are crouched down behind these garbage cans next to the tent. I am holding my breath and holding as still as possible to see what their current plan of action is. Like the, 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 coral guard or whatever who are looking for me yeah as you are down coming down there uh as you are hiding down there behind uh, these garbage cans um three coral marines with sonic rifles come kind of walking you know and you know they've got like you know those flashlights at the end of the sonic rifles so they can kind of just like point them around and, and see in the dark um give me first a coordination roll well it's been nice knowing you um <laughs> So five. <laughs> so they're they're walking down the street, uh, kind of you know very slowly and carefully, methodically looking everywhere, and you hear uh, from behind you, "Hey, I very slowly turn around. Okay, you turn around. And you can see, like, up at the top of this tent, kind of where the roof of the tent meets, like, kind of like the wall of the tent, there is a fractal face kind of peering at you over the side. 
They're going to find you. You should run now. Cool. Um, I guess <laughs> tip from a unlikely, I don't know. She's going to get, get, just like get up and start moving, I guess. I don't know, man. <laughs> Benny, you're going to get up and start moving? Yeah, man, I guess so. <laughs> okay, you jump up and the coral marines are just like, there, there. Roll initiative. Cool. Oh God, I'm gonna get shot again, you guys. Okay, 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 okay. That's Max, that's 10. Okay, Benny, you're gonna go first and then the oh, Coral yes. Marines are gonna go second. Thank you. Now, I would like to remind you of our new minion combat system. Yes. So if you would like, you are welcome to take these one at a time or try and have some kind of effect that where you are, you know, blasting the whole group at once. Sick. Um, if I'm first. I am going to lava. Uh, it's going to be a one or a, a seven magma form. Okay. And I have to Done. use my whole turn for that. So if they see her, then she's going to, she's like, well, here we go. And she's going to turn around and like, just like crackle burn and start becoming right. lava. You are starting like, yes, the lava is, you know, coming up your form. And I'm not uh, very fast, but I can do this. <laughs> the first coral marine fires at you. How are you want to defend this? Um, it's, it's range, so I can't do prowess, so. You try and dodge with coordination or take it with strength. Take it with strength. Let's do that. All right. Well, it's not going to matter this time. This Coral Marine misses. Um, okay. The second Coral Marine. Oh, God. Okay. Bye-bye, Red Dot. It's a 10. For uh, yeah, you easily absorb that hit he just kind of barely grazes you maybe he's nervous maybe he's a little freaked out yeah this is a little funky the, i'm sure <laughs> yes the weird alien changing into lava he doesn't he might not know what you what are yeah, but he yeah. knows lava when he sees it oh you know? yeah um the third coral marine fires at universal you. lava language <laughs> that's a 12 oh my god hey buddy let's go <laughs> Uh, and this one, 12, just completely misses just right by your head. Your I've been turn. sitting in a box for four days. <laughs> ah, we were burning pretty big. So I think she's going to be like, ha, 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 ha. okay, nice try. And she's going to run up at them and I'm going to burst. <laughs> you're, you're, gonna, you're just going to like lava burst at them? Yeah, I'm just going to lava burst at them. Okay, give me uh How do we even aura roll? roll. Uh, just aura roll, Okay. Um, I mean, right, yeah, it, it is your aura power that you were just bursting at them, so you're rolling at your power level. Level, uh, which, is, which is... One? When you put one into aura yes. and seven into lava? Yes. Um, are you lava bursting? Or I'm lava bursting, bursting, I assume, because I'm, not, I'm then, not on fire, so I can't fire then burst. Then seven, yeah. Okay, okay. That's a ten? A ten, so... Okay, you hit all three of them nice. um, with a major success. So they're Sorry. all going to lose stamina. Do, 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 do. My, yeah, it was, wait. Okay, seven then? You do seven damage, right? Because you're probably yeah. level seven. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's full effect because you got a major yeah. success. Cool. So you take seven off of each one of them. Okay. 
they are not looking particularly good right now. All three of them are just like, oh, dear God, they're, 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 there's freaking lava on them. You know, it's lava. You should go. I don't want to do that again. <laughs> and the first one just kind of, you know, he, he just raises his rifle and starts to like strafe in their direction. Then he's standing there with like, with like her hands on her hips while he's going to come pointed at her. <laughs> That is, oh, that's not as good as normal. That's a seven. Seven. Mm-hmm. All right. He hits you with his sonic rifle. It is only a moderate success, though. You take three damage. I no, take two no damage. damage. I take no damage. <laughs> oh, you're in lava form. Yeah, you take no damage. No. Your lava just, easily absorbs that. Just right, splashed right. out her shoulder, and she's like, come on, man. <laughs> Yeah. Um, All right, next the, guy, let's go. <laughs> the second one fires at you, misses. The third one, I am going to say, just turns tail and runs, shouting for help. Great. Good call, buddy. And she kind of looks at the other two and kind of like points at him like, it hurt. I don't, it will hurt even more if I do it again. I'm just letting you know. Meanwhile, Vion. Your lord, giant lordin, uh, or largin, I guess now, servant uh, is ready. Yeah, I see you, Shandor. Um, uh, sorry, your, your giant largin um, uh, ally yeah. is now ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, magically, it's like this gigantic kind of teal kind of alien squirrel thing. You know, and, you know when, when they're not attacking anything, they're, they're actually pretty adorable. And uh, it just sort of appears in gigantic form. Let's say uh, your power level. Is, what's your power level here? It's five? Yeah. All right. So let's say uh, it is uh, um, uh, five feet tall. Heck um, yeah. As opposed to its normal squirrel size. Um, and uh, you have to hold your concentration to keep it going. So if, like, yeah. if you get shot or somebody distracts you, it disappears. It has... A six in prowess. What would you like it to do? I want it to run through the camp. Uh, running is maybe not, is an inaccurate or not specific enough term. I want it to hop from side to side. I'm imagining, because uh, Vion would know about deserts, considering his geographic experience, um, that it's sort of like a desert pocket mouse, which is like the mice you see in deserts where they, what they do is they, when they're running, they actually kind of hop from side to side and use that momentum to kind of push themselves against, like, you know, they jump to the right and then jump against to the left. And so this creature is going and I just looked, I believe I can do this because it has to, it, it, it doesn't have sentience itself. This is, I command this thing. Um, I want it to race through the camp uh, and I want it to bellow in a booming voice uh, I am your judgment. I am your dissident destruction. <laughs> so, I guess you can make it talk. Sure. Um, <laughs> Lurgins do not normally speak, but I guess this is a magic Lurgin, so I'm, I'm not going to, you know, start with the hammer of rationality now. Um, so, so, the magic gigantic lurgin starts just like you said hopping you know through the streets bouncing off the buildings bellowing 
I am your judgment. What was Behold it? your judgment. I am your dissonant destruction. Behold your judgment. I am your dissonant destruction. Um, it just starts going up and down the streets between the buildings. Lights start coming on everywhere. Uh, a siren sounds. Um, chaos kind of erupts. Marines are coming out of the building, you know, you know, in their pajamas, you know, everyone's wondering what the hell is going on. People who see it are kind of having that, like, you know, rub their eyes. One guy, like, looks down at his drink and, like, spills it out, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, and you are creating general chaos in the atmosphere. Hey, man, it's the Vion Vigor way. <laughs> Ulez. You find yourself at the role you made unable to access this computer. What would you like to do? Okay. Because uh, I'm a little frustrated. And the philosophy in my elbow in me is just not really helping to rationalize me. And like an irrational part human, I'm going to kick it really hard and hope that it works. I mean, we are very uh, aurally inclined as an overarching metaphor, so percussive maintenance somehow seems appropriate. Hmm. I want to do it All to right. take a trouble, but hey, I'm happy with that. You kick that thing super hard. You want to try again? Yes, please. Give me another interface roll. Okay, because I do want to kick it as a trouble because I want that point of determination for being part human. Oh! Like humans kick things. Like they Sorry. slap their TVs. Yeah, no, I love that. You <laughs> kick it. Um, do me a favor. Give me a strength roll. Because <laughs> I'm good at that one. Um, how's a five for you? Okay, you kick it and you can just hear like from inside of it somewhere like... Bing, 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 bing. Like as if some part on the inside fell off. <laughs> Ulez, you now have a point of determination. You may have broke the thing. Um, <laughs> Cadrax, what are you doing? Hmm. Ah. Uh, okay. I have to do it. I. I. I have. I have to try to make a ping roll. I'm the most likely to be able to recognize Dulcie. Okay. Give me a. Give me a ping roll. With uh oh die. Yep. Oh, 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 we're good. We're very good. We're fine on the uh oh die, and we have a max die, so sixteen. Okay. You send the ping out, and you can see everything. You can see the giant lurgin running up and down the street, scaring the crap out of everybody. You can see coral marines. You know watching it from the windows of, of, of their temporary shelters. You can see the trucks on the outside of the camp investigating the rock slide you caused. And, 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 and you can even hear echoes of the ones that followed the weird square in the sky and engine sound from earlier. And you can also see that inside the gigantic tents, there are Dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of people. And they are kind of... You would probably guess from the way they are positioned, you know, for, for in a space, in cells. In fact, 
for 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 that level role, I will say, and 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 the particularly weird response of your ping gives you the feeling that these are anechoic cells. Team, converge on me. We must beware the moon. Wow, there's a callback. <laughs> um, you all hear that message in your earpieces. Vion, you are holding your concentration as the Lorgen bounces around. For one last beat, because um, I hear that, and uh, any plan that Cadrax has is a better plan than mine. So what I'll do is I'll just exhaust uh, this ally by it'll like turn to like it'll like be bouncing through like alleyways and it'll skid to a stop in front of like one of the marines and just go i know you ha, 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 and then just vanish as i get up yeah that absolutely happens and that marine you know does whatever the star choir equivalent of wetting himself is um and uh by the way on a side note nobody has better plans than you so um that being said <laughs> um yeah. So Ulez, you are with Cadrax Vion, you head off to 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 get to Cadrax. Um this is gonna require you running kind of through the street because they teleported some distance away. So give me a coordination roll. This will be great. This is three plus roll. Don't even worry about it. Where'd you go? Where are you? Five. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. Do you have anything that could apply here? No, you don't. Okay. Well, you have stealth as a specialty if you want to use that. Um, yeah, well, you're, yeah. You're not trying to hide. Well, yeah, you are. You, you're trying to not I'm spotted. definitely trying right. to hide. So, yeah, you can add plus one for stealth. Great. Um, six. Six. Okay. You start making your way through the streets. Benny, you hear the message in your earpiece, but you are still yes. facing down two really ragged looking coral marines at this point. Um, one of them raises a rifle and fires at you. And he doesn't even move. Like <laughs> she just like goes, oh god, and then gets like blasted in the shoulder. Yeah, you get blasted. It does nothing. The oh, shoulder one, reforms. The other one uh, raises a rifle and fires at you. You get blasted and nothing happens. Through a hole in the chest, fills back up. Can we go now? And she's gonna like, uh, like push both arms out, uh, like, like stretch and just like try to like hit him like in the chest if they're wearing like, I don't know what, what, how, how they wear clothing or if they have armor and fractal form, but just kind of like center mass just to like bop them both like go. It's give going a, to keep hurting. <laughs> give me a prowess roll. Gosh. Where oh. do you hurt a murmuration of? Particles animated by a sonic power. God, yeah, so that's going to be... Sorry, that was a max die. So that's going to be 16. You, your, your arms fly right at them, and it's just... You just knock them both out as well, they were already so ragged that it was just like, you know, they fall back, and the I impact see them fall. just kind of puts them out. She just kind of like she's like I didn't I didn't want to hurt. She turns around and I want to look up at the top of that tent. Make an investigation roll. No, don't even do that, Rick. <laughs> okay. 
new, new, new. That is a that is a five. You can't see anything. If, if whoever was was still there, they are. They have you know either ducked down or you just can't spot. Yeah. Them. Okay. So then she just says you and points in the general area of where it was. What was up with that? Was that like a tr- tr- trickster move? Or were you genuinely trying to be helpful here? Because if you need help, like, that's kind of why we're here. Make a little power looking roll. Around. Hello? <laughs> oh, down to make friends, man. You gotta work with me. You gotta meet me halfway. Yes! Hell yes! That's max die. That's 12. And you can hear... They would have killed you. Clearly, they did a really good job of that. Uh, Do you need help? Is that what's going on? Can you get us out of here? I think that's the plan. What's your name? Thundervel. I'm Benny. Um... Benny's writing her notes. Uh, what's, can I, hold on. I'm pretty kind of like a beacon right now. I'm going to snap all of it off. Okay. You're, oh, it's dark. You're, your flame goes out. By the way, you did hear Cadrex in your earpiece yeah. also, so. Yeah, so I think she's going to take, while she snaps out, she's going to be like, um, just don't wait on me. I think I found a friend and I'm going to walk over to where I heard the voice coming from. All right, you start exploring into the darkness. Oh, were you sorry, Ulis? Oh, I just wanted to say, be safe. This place is, well, it's not exactly what we think. Cadrax, what are you doing? Buckler out, baton out. I just really do... I'm going to encounter the tent with the cells in it. I may encounter Marines. I will handle okay. them. Cadrax, you leap down off the building into the street, buckler, baton ready. Vion, you're arriving at the scene right about then. Cadrax, give me a prowess roll. With everything that applies to fighting. All right, good. Uh, 10. Okay. Cradrax, it ain't pretty, but you've kind of, you're at the end of your rope. So, you know, with this situation. So you start walking through the streets, leading Vion and Ulez, do you go with them? Uh, no, I still have a mission and I have to find another means to interface with uh, this technology to find the information that I seek. Sure. We'll get back to you. Cadrax, Vion, uh, Vion, are you following Cadrax or you're staying with Ulez? Uh, no, I'm I'm going with Doc. Okay. You know the scene from the movie Cadrax. You are now walking through the street, and as the Marines kind of charge at you, it's just like boom with the baton, bam with the buckler, straight through the streets with a ten, and the anger level you are feeling right now. There is just these. This is no match for you. Minion combat applies. You are just making your way through the streets. It's just like you know, one of them leaps at you. Boom, buckler right over you. You know, you're back, and you're cutting through them. You know, like 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 cardboard figures. You know, nothing easy. 
making your way over towards the same tent that Benny is at? Or where? Is that the only tents here? No, there are a whole bunch of them, actually. Oh, okay. um, you know, maybe 10 or 12 of them. They're all in kind of like rows. Benny, you are at, uh, you know, the edge of that row. Yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, I'll st I'll quickly, you know, run to this uh, after like one of them gets knocked out. Just like, hey, Doc, so what's the plan exactly? What are we doing? Get them out. Get them all out. Uh, and I think at that point, because I don't know any of this, right? So like at that point, I think I would like open the flap of one of the tents and look in. And what do I see, Rick? Um, opening flap of the tent, putting your head through, phasing. Wait, how are you yeah, doing I'll, this? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll phase because that's smart. Phasing. Okay. Obviously, you can phase through the tent, no problem. Um, give me uh, give me an investigation roll, Dan. This is seven plus roll. Uh, it's eight. Okay, that's fine. You you look into the tent and you can see um, from where the tent flap is, uh, there is kind of a hallway that goes straight down the middle of, and, and, and to either side of it, there are about, I don't know, 15 rows of cells, which each have four fractal uh, pixidians inside of them. At this point, most of them are kind of like trying to stand on their beds or, 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 or you know, on the edges of sinks and stuff to look over the narrow edge that, you know, they can see the outside to kind of figure out what is going on. Uh, hey, everybody, I'm Vion Vigor from Earth. Don't know if you, you know, know of it, but uh, we're here to break you out. So, you know, uh, pack your stuff if you got anything. And uh, if not, uh, get ready. What do the cages look, how are they locked? Um, the cages are uh, kind of, they are very thick bars that have very narrow slats between them. Sure. Um, the bars are, I don't know if you identify this, but from Cadrax's role before, you know, kind of anechoic material. So they are resistant to sound blasts because, you know, of who they are keeping in these cells. Yeah. Um, you know, Starquire people. So um, the tent sides of the walls have these bars that go around them. So it's sort of like, you know, they are, each of these cells is sort of like, you know, just like a little square. And then the tent is just kind of wrapped around all of them, you know? So it's like, right. you can't just like cut through the wall, you know, the tent wall or anything. Uh, but the, but the cages and like the lock mechanism, the lock mechanism is a little silver panel, uh, which you recognize as being very similar to the tonal lock that you saw back on Dulcie's apartment in the Crystal City. Oh, heck. Um, okay, uh, everyone, we got a tone lock again. Uh, do you want me to postcog this, see what sort of resonance or sound it is? Oh, greetings. Are you not able to walk through? Is that material too strong for you? Uh, I can try. I'm phased. Oh. So I'll just reach through the bar. Nah, it's plasium. You can't get through it. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, it's plasium, so... Uh, wait, what was your... You were level four? Four? The only way you would be able to get through it is if you spent two points of determination to add plus two to your roll and jack your power level up one. 
I mean, I could cast level five phasing on myself <laughs> and then technically use one point of determination. Yeah, you do that too. If, if that's how you want to do that, that you showed. I just, you know, it is possible, but it will take a I could also a stability to, boost yeah. on myself and then cast it's that. Just, no, um, <laughs> yeah, right, lots of <laughs> options here. Um, while you are thinking it over, yeah. um, Ulez, you are on the roof next to this array. What do you want to do? Um, I'm going to look for an entrance inside from the roof. Is there like roof access and or a window I can peek in so I can figure out where I can teleport to? There's no roof access, but you know, as you sort of tell you what, give me an investigation roll. Yeah. Um, how is nine plus two? How's it 11 for you? There is no roof access, but you know, you kind of crawl along the edge, looking at the walls, you know, sort of seeing what you can see. And uh, there is this, this building is a little. You know, it's a little nicer than the other ones. You know, mm -hmm. it's like the building with the array, with the equipment. It looks like a little more care has been put into its maintenance. On one side, it has a door. On the other side, it has a barred window. Um, with a, a 12, you said? With a 12, close I would 10. say... Oh, sorry. Close enough. Yeah. With an 11, yeah. you can see through the slats of the bars just into the room. And you can see... There is one fractal person inside. Yeah, you're kind of like hanging upside down, like <laughs> off the roof. You know, and you can see that there's one fractal person inside who is sitting kind of typing at a computer, has has their back to you. Uh, yeah, let me, let me teleport him behind them. Give me a teleportation roll with Uh-oh Die. Uh-oh uh Die goes off, and that is an 11. That's an 11. Okay. Um, ooh, uh oh, die goes off. Um, you teleport, crackle, and you appear. Um, you appear in one of those tent cells. <laughs> you find yourself in a small locked cage with four very surprised looking fractal people who are just sort of like, oh, you know. We greet you. And they all kind of like look at each other, and one of them's like, um, "Who are you? Oh, how did uh, you get in here? Oh, um, well, we are Les Galley, and it is part of my mission to save. Well, we are looking for a Dulcie, but if you are in need of aid, I would be more than happy to assist. Don't know no Dulcie, but hmm. a lot of people in here." Yes. Uh, what is the reason that you are locked behind those? Oh, those are weird cages. It is to prevent you from... Oh, the sound is very quiet. Yes, oh, indeed. Okay, we understand. What is the purpose that you are in here? Uh, this is a camp for political dissidents. What is the state of your politics at the moment? And what was your... What did you do wrong, according to those in power? And make a willpower roll. Oh no, I've never put points in that. Oh, um, that's not bad. How's a nine for you? Yeah. That's max. Let's just say I disobeyed orders. Uh, oh, what was the level of disobedience? We apologize for the um, interview. As, as High enough said. level to wind up in here. Oh, you understand that we want to provide assistance, but we just want to make sure that we are helping the right people. 
uh, are you a kind individual? I'm a coral marine who did the right thing. One, one last question. If you were instructed by your superiors to participate in the elimination of an entire planet, what would you do? Same thing I did that got me landed in here. Ah, well, it is your lucky time of day because we are going to assist. And Ulez puts out their hands and I'll wait for the next turn. But uh, we are going to leave together. Cadrax, you have arrived near the tents. Where are you going? Hmm. There's the version of Cadrax, the vision they have that blasts with all of their force and explodes this camp into many remnants and immediately thinks about just how many people are in here, the poor Lurchin and all of their allies, and turns to Vion. If you can post-cognitively give me that voice print, I can try to copy it. That sounds great, Doc. Vion, you put your hand on the plate. Give me a postcog roll. All right, this is roll plus four. Uh, that is going to be a 10. Okay. You don't have to go back in time that far because these things are opened on a daily basis, you know, to say let prisoners in and out. And you get that frequency, which you have really not the vocabulary to describe because, I mean, no Earthman probably does because this is such a hyper-specific frequency, the kind of the thing that would only make sense to somebody who is from the Star Choir. Luckily, you are broadcasting to Cadrax, and Cadrax hears that frequency, and with a 10, is easily able to identify it. Uh, it's a lot of cages, Doc, so uh, do you mind if I cast duplication on you? Let's go. All right, this is 8 plus roll. Turn it on. That is going big to Big magic, be a, little magic. A big magic. Okay. It's going to be 10. That'll get it on. Great. And then this is going to be 5 plus roll. Uh, why do you keep disappearing from me? Uh, it's going to be an 8. 8. Okay. You start duplicating Cadraxes. Cadraxi? Cad Cadraxes. Cadraxes. Cad Cadraxes. Um, while that is going on, Benny, what are you doing? Okay, so I'm assuming at this point Thunderville has I found Thunderville and have they shown me into this tent? Have I seen what my friends have seen? Did you go into the tent? I would assume if Thunderville said that people need help and need to get out, then yes, Benny would go. Okay. In. If you walked inside, yes, you saw the two rows of cells and all the okay. fractal people inside. Okay, so she's gonna kinda be like, okay. Alright. Let's do something weird. Um hi, I'm Benny. I'm going to try to get you guys out, uh, and I'm going to turn to Magma, um, one aura, seven Magma, and then it takes a second because I need a page, but if you will let me keep holding the scene, um, I would, with fluid form, um, you are able to flow through cracks and other small spaces 
as a liquid. Uh, and you said there's a very small space between these very large bars. Mm. I'm just going to fit myself. I'm going to tell everyone to back up away from the edges. I'm going to fit myself as a fluid in one of these spaces. Like maybe if I can wrap around a few bars and just like hold there until I can make myself stronger again and just pry the front of this open with my okay. physical form. Um, right. It will take you around to transform. Yeah. But you start to transform. Ulez, you extend your hands to the four fractal people in this cell. They look a little nervous, and one of them is like, what is this? We are escaping, but together. <sighs> Whatever, I'll try anything. And he takes your hands, and the others all do too. Liz, right before you teleport, two coral marines kind of rush through the door. They see you. They raise their sonic rifles, aim through the bars. What did you get? From my teleport? Yeah. I got a 10, and my Odai is okay. Where were you going? Uh, inside the, the, the place with the uh, array that was on top. Uh, preferably behind that individual that was doing some good old computer work. Oh my god, I love you, B. Um, the Coral Marines fire, and just as the just before those sonic bolts hit, you disappear, and suddenly, boom, bam, right behind the Coral Marine that's you know typing on the computer, they're just sitting there. Huh. And they slowly turn around and see you surrounded by four prisoners. Um. Will you four kindly uh, restrain this Marine? We need to. We need control of the area. And one of them's just like, please, allow me. And then just, and just like, kind of like, you know, this is a trained soldier who just yeah. like hits the guy like right on the side of the head and the, the Coral Marine just falls right down. And the one who did the punching, it, it kind of extends their hand to you is like, I'm Malorin. Oh, greetings, Malorin. Uh, could you kindly secure the perimeter while we look up some information on this here terminal? You got it, boss. Huh, we thank you. And the four of them kind of go out and kind of like take up, you know, position at the corners. There's still chaos going on everywhere in the streets. Everybody's wondering where the giant uh, Lorgen is. Um, who were we at last? Uh, let's go back to... Benny, you start to try and push yourself through, through these the bars. bars. Just to make them malleable, because I'm like, whatever, 2,000 degrees. And and then once she heats him up enough, uh, she's going to try to then regain f form again and push pull them apart. Give me an aura roll. Okay. Uh, we're going to probably go like a hair over here, but uh, okay. not nearly as far over as I thought we were going to go when we started. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Is it that much of a slam dunk, Rick? What? Oh. Just no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, Not... the case against you? Yeah. Not great. I mean, that was... yes, you confessed on the record, but yeah, okay, never mind. Um, sorry, Benny. Not great. That was only a nine. 
okay, it takes a lot of exertion. You start pushing your way through the cracks in the bars. They slowly start melting. I just want enough to make them malleable, just so she can manipulate them. You get hotter and hotter and hotter, and the bars go from dull orange to bright orange to just white hot. And suddenly, you know, like 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 taking a lighter to plastic, they start to kind of just kind of pull apart on their own. As soon as there's enough space that I think one of these guys can get through, she'll back up and be like, okay, let that cool down. And then I'm going to, she's going to move to the next gauge. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to say that that's how it goes as you start going cage by cage, releasing these Marines. And as you do, they kind of like run out into the streets and they're starting to pick up rifles from the Marines who were knocked over yeah. by the Lorgin. As, as she's like doing this though, she's very loudly explaining what's going on outside. <laughs> Like, um, it's kind of chaotic and just be careful because I think there's a lot of people around who have weapons. So, okay, cool. That one's cool enough. Good luck. Like, just like very. <laughs> These are soldiers. Yeah. They have seen the, the, the most chaotic of chaos. And as they start emptying to the streets, picking up some of the fallen rifles that, you know, from the ones knocked over by the Lorgin and, and, and the combat and stuff, it's just sort of turning into a big fight now outside between the guards and the escaped convicts. Cadrax, what do you do? Look to the other cadraces. I will open more of these cells than either of you. And I'm going to speed run down as many of them, trying to match that tone and unlock as possible. I, I understand how to motivate myself. And just All so of the know. other cadraces are like, no, I will open the mode. No, I'm going to open more. You have five. You, you have five <laughs> extras. Oh, goodness. I have, so well, you know, I'll have to six, roll very right? well then. The original and five copies. Cadrax. Yes. Cadraxes, do, do your thing, things. <laughs> this one, Max, died without an uh-oh. So... Respect but you were trying to do a complex task, right? Uh, two through six, but get wrecked. Yes. All right. Beyond, <laughs> do they have to roll for each of the doubles, or does that one roll cover all the doubles? I think it... Performing the same action together, use the rules for combined effort. Oh, uh, okay. Cadrax, roll five more times and tell me what you get. All right. Um, Twelve, no, uh-oh. Uh, 15, no, uh-oh. Jeez. Um, 15, yes, uh-oh. Uh, 13, no, uh-oh. And 13, no, uh-oh. All right, your original roll was a... 16. 16, so that gives you, with the combined effort, 21. But one uh-oh die. So, what I am going to say is, the six of you join together to create the tone, and the tone is so loud and so clear and so perfectly on frequency, it opens all the locks in all the cages. 
except one of the Cadraxes who just blows down one of the buildings and you could just sort of see like all of it just collapse. Um, and, you know, some some prisoners kind of start like crawling out from underneath, but they, they're a little banged up and worse for wear, you know, you probably didn't kill anybody, but, you know, you did get them out, just not the way you kind of hoped. Um, the cathartic way. Damn it, Cadrax 3. While that is going on, Ulez Galley, what are you doing? All right. So now is my moment to, A, access this computer. And so, like, their goal is to find all of the data that was taken from Spire from the great library and scrub it from the system. I will connect one of my coaxial hair cables to the terminal and then download all of that data to myself, therefore me, securing it and removing it from the enemy. Give me an interface roll. I am also learning, definitely hacking learning. Um, so you're so spending I'm, your- Yes. Okay, that, that's your point of determination. Very um, afraid here. Okay, okay. Um, so 11 plus 2 is 13. Okay, here's how this all plays out, because this is all going down at the same time. Ulez, this computer is obviously a computer in some small out-of-the-way prison camp. Mm-hmm. It takes you a little while to start navigating your way through all the military systems until you Sorry, find firewalls. what you are looking for. The first thing you do is you start trying, like you said, you start trying to download information to your system. The second thing you do is you start trying to erase information from the other system. Permanently. You are about 60 seconds into your task when Cadrax number three gives off a giant uh uh-oh die full power blast of their power. That rocks the whole camp and all the power goes out. You don't know exactly how much. You have acquired about 25% of the information you were hoping to get, and you don't know how much you were able to erase, but you know it was some of it. Okay. Meanwhile, outside, you know, it's like a James Bond movie after he frees the prisoners in the Spectre, you know, uh, you know hideout. It's like they, there are just too many prisoners for the guards at this point. The prisoners are turning the tide. They have got all, they are getting the rifles. They are taking, you know, the space Humvees. Essentially, the whole tables are being turned now on the guards. What do y'all want to do? Have all of the, all of the cages have been opened from that, from that combined effort? Oh, yeah. All the time. time. Big time. Okay. (laughs) Cool. I guess the Benny steps out with the the soldiers who are trying to take the camp back and she will kind of just do defense um there is the the mechanic of interpose she's gonna take hits for these guys okay Um, like this is this is not she doesn't know how to fight these guys entirely this is not really her thing and these this is their fight so she's she's here to help so i just want to basically 
if we were like doing rounds of combat, I will use my turn every time to interpose. Perfect. Um, I'm just going to say that the fight goes on, you know, throughout the night and with Benny's help, with the number of coral Marines that you now have on your side from freeing them, the prisoners, you know, Vion conjuring giant lorgens and so on and so forth. Um, you win this battle by the time the sun is starting to crack on the horizon. All of the Marines that were the guards that were securing this camp are unconscious, captured, or have fled. Well, we got someone to find. Yeah. Yeah, if we're we're out of combat, then as soon as I think we reconvene, I think it just kind of becomes a, like, if I can catch anyone that I had spoken to before, or, like, if I can find Thunderville again, I just want to pass on the word that we're looking for someone named Dulcie. Yeah, okay, I'll say um, you, uh... Ulez, um, are you all just involved in this effort right now to find Dulcie? Yeah, they kind of admit defeat and then pop outside with their new four friends and kind of use them as well to try and find Dulcie. Okay, Um, Ulez, you speak with Malorin, um, and uh, Malorin's like, yeah, I know a Dulcie. Uh, Hang on. And the four of them take you walking through the camp, and they kind of surround you like bodyguards. Um, And uh, eventually they find, you know in what is now become a little bit of a celebration, one of these fractal people wearing kind of a ragged uniform. And they're like, hey, Dulcie, you got visitors. And uh, Dulcie comes over. Fractal form, like I said, ragged clothes, voice of, let's say, Kristen Stewart. <laughs> and um, she kind of looks at you and she's like, you know, she sees Cadrax. Ulez, Vion, Benny. I don't have this many alien friends. Who you do are now. you? Oh, yeah. So, well. Oh. Uh, I'm Vion. <laughs> I'm Benny. Oh, we are Ulez Galleon. We greet you. I'm Caldrax. Caldrax. Your mom's pretty worried about you. Mm-hmm. My mom? She has been worried for uh, months, so much so that she has asked for our assistance and we have found you. And wow, we have found many others as well. Huh. You do not seem relieved. Well, I'm just a little tense, I guess. You know, three months in prison, all-night battle, having to see my mom again. Where is she? Is she here? Oh, no. Uh, we have left her back at uh, the fossil place. Temple. Oh, yes, thank you. Huh. You think you can sneak me back into the city? Well, what will you all do? Are you not going to... Re- Turn with us. Oh, no, your 
not as respected anymore. What will all of you do? And this question is kind of posed to the everybody celebrating. There's power in numbers. They kept you here because they didn't like your voice. I mean, wait. Yes, that. Yes, I stand by that, actually. So, I mean, take your stand again. Thundervel sort of comes up behind you and is like, we'll definitely figure out something. But we're definitely better off than we were last night. Thank you. Oh, turn, can, yeah. Yes. Oh, oh well, we know that we are uh, rather inquisitive and it cannot be helped because this is all very new and exciting. But um, uh, do you do you folks believe in uh, legends? Legends? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you have the legends of those two siblings. Uh, one of power and one of jealousy. Phonos and Phobos. Yes. Uh, well, and they're going to look back at Cadrix. We are not under the authority to speak what is not ours, but just know that we might be able to rally you and give you a purpose, a purpose that is good, and you can feel confident and comfortable in the decisions that will be made with you involved. Hmm. Does that make any sense? Uh, got a little bit of that too good to be true feel, but um, it's nice to have something to hold on to. Yes, please. And nothing is too good to be true. We just released you from, well, uh, a terrifying prison. Thank you. And how, as you look, you can see that... Uh, see, yeah, beyond. I was just going to ask, how many prisoners are there? Well, I was about to say, as you can see, the numbers are starting to thin out. Um, before, we said there were four per, you know, cell, and there were, like, 30 cells in each of, you know, something like 12, you know, uh, prison tents. Um, that's too much math for me to do off the top of my head, but, you know, a, few, a couple of hundred, I guess. Um, oh but boy. you can see the numbers are starting to thin out as many of them are kind of jumping into those, home, you know, kind of military vehicles and just disappearing into the hills. Other ones are just kind of like walking, you know, into the forest or the mountains. One of them is just like, you know, the military is going to send back up uh, when they realize that the network went down. You probably want to get out of here. And oh, Delphi's yeah. like, that's a good idea. Um, anybody who wants to get back into the city, we could probably try to get you in, but... If not, it's been nice fighting with you. Good luck. You don't really get any takers. Um, All right. At that moment, uh, your little Lorgen friend kind of like hops out and like runs around you in circles and then kind of just disappears into to, a bush. Just about to look. <laughs> hey. Come with us if you want to live. <laughs> And yeah, uh, I want to make a willpower roll. Yeah. Uh, you so want, like, wait, I what do you want to do? Wanna, I want to do a thing that like this is a super audio focused society. I a hundred percent know in my heart that kids practice like Lorgen, like Lorgen calls. 
Right. Give me a complex it's just like, task girl. It's, it's a thing you do, right? How is Give that? Give me a complex like, task girl. I'm not even good at it, and I'll still be like at a pigeon, whatever. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, that's a fourteen. No, uh, oh. and, and and the Lurgeon kind of like scurries out of the bush, kind of sniffs at you, gets up on its hind legs, and kind of like reaches at you a little bit, and then like gets down. We can grab you some wildflowers on the way. And it kind of leaps up like into your arm. <gasps> I look back to Ulus. We will grab many flowers. And uh, Dulce's like, come on, let's go. And kind of looks at the Lorgen and shakes her head. Uh, and then she's like, Cadrax, eh? What is that, Eridanian? I like to think names from that place have a certain melody to them. I've always I'll hold thought out so. my hand to her. Yeah, and she's like, I've always thought so. And takes your hand. And, and we will start to fly. Yeah, and I will say you uh, fly your way back to the city to keep things moving along here um, without incident. And uh, you make it to the Temple of Phonos, uh, where you find Allegra um, waiting with Legatan. And when she sees Dulcie just, you know, even even the three of you can tell through the fractals that she is overcome by emotion. And she's just like, I knew you were alive. I knew it. I knew it. And she just hugs her daughter. And then she turns to you, Cadrax, and Allegra says, as far as I'm concerned, this was your trial, Eversinger. Protect the innocent. Now, at this point, you only have a few hours to get to court. So let's say with Legatan's permission, you get some rest in at the temple. And a couple of hours later, Commander Blair shows up, Allegra having explained everything to him truthfully, as you asked. And he leads you to the courthouse. I make sure that the Lorgen is with... Ulas, um, both for socialization purposes uh, and because uh, the Lurgeon probably hasn't met a lot of keepers yet, uh, and make Ulez, sure that it stays taken care of. The Lurgeon is sitting on your shoulder, kind of like, you know, if, bird style. I don't know if Lurgeons are like cats where like, they can like turn into liquid with their weird bodies, as long as their heads can fit. Um, if that's the thing... Uh, the little, our little buddy can also kind of smush themselves up and around my helmet. Yep. That's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> you just Absolutely. Pop a tail out there. hundred percent. Lorgen just smushed around your helmet. Oh, um, the courtroom, you know, looks vaguely like an appellate court here on earth looks. There is a large gallery for people to watch the proceedings. There are benches for the plaintiff and the defendants in the middle. Long bench in the front where of the room where the judges sit. There are seats for 11 judges. Cadrax, um, you are placed at one of those tables sitting across for the aisle from you. You recognize Prosecutor Forte. Benny, Fionn, Ulez, you are in the gallery. The rest of the gallery is filled with conductors, Knights of Harmony, high-ranking coral marines, various prominent citizens. Everybody kind of looks on edge. 
Finally, a court officer moves to the center of the room and says, The Star Choir versus Cadrax Eversinger is now in session. Please rise for the distinguished composers who will be sitting in judgment. And at that moment, the whole courtroom rises. A, a door panel on the side of the room slides open and the composers begin to file in. These are the most powerful people in the whole Star Choir. They run the government. They are all dressed in sort of, you know, again, more formal versions of that familiar Cadrax suit, you know, that look, look a little more, you know, upper crust oriented than Cadrax's sort of utilitarian version. Um, they come in one by one. The seats at the bench fills up until there is only one left. And finally, the last composer enters. It is Allegra. She doesn't look at you, Cadrax. She just takes her seat. The composer who sits dead in the center says, to the amazement of everyone here, the priests of Phonos have informed us they truly believe you to be an Eversinger, Cadrax of the Blue. At the same time, Prosecutor Forte has submitted his findings as well, and he is equally sure that you are a traitor to the Star Choir. So the only thing left is for you to make your voice heard. Speak now or forever be silent. Honored composers, I understand why I'm here. It is because I claim to be Eversinger. Anyone else accused of my crimes would have been executed without trial or put in a camp for political dissidents by now. And I know that everyone in this court is thinking one of two things. They aren't really the Eversinger, or if they are, they shouldn't be. You're right, I shouldn't be. And rotation after rotation, I asked myself, why did the choir beyond bring me back? I'm not wise, I'm not clever, I am not the fiercest warrior, nor even is my voice the strongest. If the choir beyond wanted those, they should have brought back Sonneville. What I am is loyal. I'm from Eridani too, and I don't need to tell anyone here what that means. I felt the threat of the Combine sharper than most. I have known salvation from the order of harmony more intimately than most. And I have sacrificed more than most, more than anyone here. I have died upholding my oath to the Star Choir and none of you can say the same. It hurts every time. And dying is the loneliest thing you can do. 
But why did they bring me back? If I am a traitor, as I am on trial for today, then my death at the hands of Sonnevel's son wasn't murder, it was justice. And the choir beyond would not choose an ever-singer for the first time in thousands upon thousands of rotations to undo a righteous act. But when he killed me, it was with the echo of my oath still in the air. To protect the innocent, yes, like any knight of the Order of Harmony, but to protect the innocent of Earth. I was sent to invade them, and yet for more than an Earth's revolution, I have lived among them. I have eaten their food. I have sung to their elders. I have saved their lives where I could and comforted their grief-stricken when I couldn't. I learned about the people we all would have callously destroyed because we convinced ourselves that our fear was worth more than their lives. When we came to Pyxis, the Combine descended on us without rhyme or reason. They killed senselessly. I still have nightmares of Eridani when they took my home. But look to Spire and realize we are their nightmares. We are their combine descending upon them, killing senselessly. And that's it. That's why they brought me back. It's all for this moment here before you today because there is no reason, there is reason for the choir beyond to bring me back, a failed squire, unless it was all to come before you today and plead not for my life, but for those I swore to protect. Being the Eversinger has no meaning here. I'm as mortal as anyone else when any of these composers' voices could shred me to resonance. I'm nothing but an instrument of the choir beyond, and it makes no sense that I was chosen unless it was the only way they could raise their voice and beg us to stop. Why did they bring me back? For this, to hold up a mirror and ask, what have we become? I seek acquittal today, but more than that, I hope I have acquitted myself well in the eyes of the choir beyond. Because sooner or later, they're the ones to whom we must all answer. And before them, I await my judgment. Hushed murmurs shoot through the gallery. And the judges get up one by one and leave through the door they entered to go deliberate. While that is going on, while I am deliberating with myself, the four of you can mill around in the courtroom and talk. Cadrax, with your permission, might I wrap my arms around you? 
Well, thank you. Oh, I'm, this is a group hug. Oh, immediately. No, I'm grabbing Beyond and Weir. <laughs> this is a, yeah. This is a big, this is. I'm just whispering it into Ula since I'm, I did what I could. I hope it was enough. I'm sorry. You are incredible. I'm Absolutely sorry. incredible. And we will fight for you until the end as you have fought for me. There is no doubt about it. I hear the keepers in the choir beyond. Not just the ones who are gone, I heard two less. Ah, our best ally. So we will be connected no matter what. I look to all of them. You use Please your rise. voice well. Oh. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say as we as we break up, Benny's just gonna be like, you use your voice well, Cadrax ever singer. Please rise. Court is now in session. Unless anybody else has anything to say. Anybody wants something to say? I take Beyond's hand very quickly and I squeeze it. I smile at you. You got this. And if not, we'll burn down the courtroom and, you know, just, you know, we'll just break it all out and then, you know, burn half the planet or whatever. Don't worry about Vol it. Volcanic. Yeah. Nothing yeah, can stop we'll this. Are you kidding me? Most of it. Yeah. I'll phase mm -hmm. half these people into non-existence. Don't worry about it. It's all awesome. got you. For you, anything. We got the your judges back. file in. Everybody takes their seat. Everybody's on the edge of their seat in this court. The composer who sits dead in the middle says, Cadrex of the Blue, please rise. The operation at Spire was no doubt a difficult one, but it was undertaken for the good of the galaxy as a whole. We'd all prefer to live in a world where sacrifices need not be made, but that isn't the case. No one here wants to remember the loss of Beta Pixidus, as you recall, the loss of Eridani too. The composers made a difficult choice and you undermined that choice and stood against your own people. That is by definition treasonous. Many here argued for your execution. Others believed you should spend the rest of your life in an anechoic prison. But, you were not entirely without support. And he kind of side-eyes Allegra. We were reminded that every composer of this tribunal was raised on the songs of Phonos. The mere fact that you are the inheritor of that tradition cannot be overlooked nor easily dismissed. At the same time, an ever singer who sings a song different than the song of the choir is no more than a dangerous curiosity. Therefore, Cadrex, you are stripped of your rank and citizenship and you are exiled from Beta Pixidus as well as all territories ruled by the Star Choir. You will remain in human form and you can never come home again or you will be executed. That is the judgment of this court. A hushed whisper shoots through the room 
and the judge's voice sounds a deep, resonant tone, which you know is like the banging of a gavel. The judges file out. That's, 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 that's the choice that they, they made. This is, uh, I'm sorry, Cadrax. It is not easy to lose the place that was home. This was a merciful judgment. And it was never home. We understand that. I mean, hey, home is where the heart is and all that. Maybe two of you will find that on Earth? We believe so. We should grab lots of the wildflowers before we leave. We want to find some with lots of seeds so we can germinate them and grow some more snacks for our new friend. I think that's a good idea. Thank you. We probably have to leave soon. Is there anything, Cadrax, that you would like to do while we are still here? Anything you want to break quietly? Yeah, steal. Oh, Put in her yes. pockets. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't Accidentally misplace. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we have to be rather speedy about it. Like, I, I think I know... Oh, I think ahead. I know something. You hear Commander Blair walking oh. up behind you. Oh, greetings. He looks just furious. You were heard. You were heard here today. Just know that. I've been ordered to take you to a ship to return home in. And he kind of straightens his posture. We have to go now. Come with me. Uh, we have a rather quick question. Um, and whatever news outlets you use, so like we can walk and talk. Um, yeah. Have there been any whispers of, oh, I don't know, you know, prisoners escaping? Anything that just kind of happens <laughs> on your planet? Military news has to be approved before it's disseminated to the general public, so ah. I wouldn't know. Oh. Uh, Commander we Blair, prisons, less. Sorry. Uh, Blair, before we go, is there any way we could make a pit stop? My friend Ulez was in the process of bringing some things home and was interrupted. Wildflowers. Yes, please. I know just the place. Okay. And on the way to the hangar, Blair takes you back to the temple of Phonos. I wanted to show you something before you left for good. He leads you around the building and behind it is a cemetery. It is not all that different than one you might find on earth, but here the grave markers are large crystals and the inscriptions on them are written in musical notes. He takes you to one of those graves in a shady corner. It is small and unassuming compared to the others. Cadrax, you can read the notation. It says, Sonavel of the Blue, beloved husband, 
and Father. Thank you. Commander. Ule's wildflowers grow all over here. Oh, I have permission to grab some. I will have to take some of them from the roots. And Commander Blair's like, I won't tell anybody. Okay, we thank you. And Benny, if you have the opportunity and with the permission to not, you know, uh, be disrespectful, maybe the odd photo would be uh, memorable. Uh, Benny looks to Cadrex. There's a good spot not far from here. What's one more detour? Do I think I can tempt Commander Blair uh, for us to ride up past Sonifels? I remember the view from the window being very good. I think he's in a pretty accommodating mood right now. We can take ourselves up anyways. Who needs elevators when you have Cadrax Eversinger? You make it to Sonneville's former abode. I want to crack the window. The wind rushes in. You get the smell of your city. When Cadrex uses their voice, Benny's going to scream at the top of her lungs with them. When they, as as they crack the window, just at the top of her lungs. Oh, and Ulez's, Ulez will take off their helmets. So, uh, their little Lorgan friend can scream with them. Yeah. The Lorgan just, (laughs) (laughs) Commander Blair puts out a deep, low, dignified tone that underlies it all. I take a couple photos, but I specifically get in the edges, the cracked windows so that it's framed. The city is framed by the mark that Cadrex will leave here. And I want to pick up a piece of crystal if I can and pocket it just while no one's looking yeah you've got that for your inventory okay I want to uh nudge Cadrax and just kind of like point at the window and go it ain't easy is it hero work if it was I guess anyone could do it which makes it our job it sucks but there's worse gigs. I'm going to turn as I'm walking. I'm going to um, point to our fellow friend here and go, and uh, you might notice, Doc, you know, some folks, uh, they also broke the law, but they didn't get in trouble. That's the start of something good. I remember someone letting some traders get away. Interesting, interesting, interesting. And Vion's going to kind of just like tutter about that as he walks out. And Blair kind of like suppresses a smile and he's like, 
I won't tell him if you won't. Humans are notoriously unreliable after all. And he takes you to the hangar. Uh, and he takes you to a ship that is not entirely unlike the one you stole from Sonny. And he explains to you that this ship is much slower. It will, uh, sorry, much faster. Um, but you will not be able to use the wormhole to get back because that is now under military lockdown. Hmm. So it is going to take you a month of travel in this ship to get back to Earth. And we have supplies for the humans? Yes. <laughs> He's stocking it with vaguely edible uh, military yes. ready-to-eat rations. Perfectly generic military rations. <laughs> and as you get on the ship, he comes over to you, Cadrax. The composers are fools. They have forgotten how we make the music. It is the choir that's supposed to sing backup for the Eversinger. Every symphony starts with a note, and you sounded a note. May you find harmony, Cadrax Eversinger. And may you be its counterpoint. And as your ship takes off and shoots back into space, we're going to finish right there and see you next week. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, Cadrax, your speech just killed me. That oh was amazing. Gosh. It's on a napkin. <laughs> that was amazing oh great amazing. stuff is always on napkins um yeah. okay so we're over time real quick go around the table tell the good people where they could find you uh b zelda hello hello i'm your non-binary busy b i'm a podcaster streamer content creator uh community manager for adventurers league and uh, if you want to follow me you can do so is at b underscore zelda on twitter and yeah, I'm just like feeling a lot of feelings, so many feelings. Oh my goodness. I just, ah, okay, go ahead. I feel that. Caitlin Bruder. Hi, I'm Caitlin Bruder. Oh my gosh. Find me on Twitter at KKAMABR for all the things I'm working on. Um, uh, over on Rule of Lore, Infinite Horizon is on a little bit of a break. We are going to be doing a three-shot Cyberpunk Red game starting this week on Wednesday, 6 p.m. Pacific. Over on twitch.tv slash rule of lore. It's going to be a great time. Uh, you should come check it out. We're going to have a good time. And then Infinite Horizon will be back next year after our holiday break. Um, otherwise, donate to the Kenosha Bail Fund. That's what I'm going to promote this week. Beyond, uh, Omar Najam. Sorry. You ever the lines one? blur. <laughs> really? Hey, what's up, everybody? Really? Yeah, we look the same. Uh, I'm Omar. You can find me at Omar Najam on Twitter. I want to thank everybody uh, who used uh, hashtag PowerPlayRPG to share your library memories uh, and finds. Um, I'm sorry if I wasn't able to acknowledge and respond to all of them. I forgot it's a holiday week, so that was a lot of driving. Uh, that was incredible. Maybe this week, let's use the hashtag to talk about our favorite piece of music. Uh, it could be a classical piece. It could be uh, a piece from a film. It could be something from Spirits Down in the Simmer and the greatest movie ever made and the greatest soundtrack ever composed. It's totally up to you. Uh, so go ahead and share those with hashtag PowerPlayRPG. And uh, also uh, a playlist will go up tomorrow in our Discord of the five songs that will represent 
I have no idea how I'm going to do this one. I'm not going to get any sleep tonight. <laughs> this, this is going to be a tough one. Uh, so we'll figure it out. <laughs> Favorite piece of music. Oh, my God. It's like the hardest question in the universe, dude. Correct. And, yes. Well, to make it easier, you can only pick one. Does that help, Rick? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, that, oh, why did you say all so? All the others yeah. we get rid of. <laughs> so choose wisely. Next. <laughs> Sam DeLev. Hi. I'm Sam Justice DeLev. I have been your Cadrax Ever singer. Uh, you can find me as a role-playing performer and variety streamer throughout the Twitternet. I do a whole lot of shows, but none of them hit quite like this, do they? You can get that schedule on twitch.tv slash delevely, D-E-L-E-V-E-L-Y, and all of my one-offs on Twitter at Tchaikovsky, C-H-A-I-K-O-V-S-K-Y. My shout-outs go exclusively to this cast. I love you all. You're freaking brilliant. Ah. No, you are, but what are Oh, wait. Um, I'm Rick Bud. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at rbud913, or you can follow the show at PowerPlayRPG. I will be back here next week with these four uh, just amazingly brilliant people um, as the team heads back to Earth. But they will not be headed alone. For... I am super, super excited to announce um, the power play debut of somebody who is not just one of the best role players in the world, but like just one of the best people in the world, period. We will be joined by Mr. Xander Genre. What? Ah! <laughs> Wait, what? It is not a superhero show without him. Yes, my boy. Yeah, no, it, it's yeah. it's not a party until Xander is 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 in. Um, so yeah, Xander Genre. We didn't know in case that wasn't clear. We didn't My know. My son is joining the program. This is so ah! exciting. <laughs> yeah. Dude, your son is the man. Um, <laughs> so super excited about that. Um, and yeah, on that, the theater goes dark and we are in Mur Island, uh, on Mur Island in the present day. Um, Excuse me, we are on. Oh my god, I messed something up here. Do, 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 hang on, I'm fixing my notes. Do, 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 do. Uh, right, hop on the train. No, the ferry, you, then the train. Everybody, hang on for just one second as Rick corrects his typo. I still can't believe that Xander is hopping on. I'm so excited. I've <laughs> never played any games with that human, so this is <gasps> going to be like momentous. I'm so excited for this friendship crossover. Who oh my gosh. You. Yes. I don't yes. think I've played with them either, but it's been a while since I've even, I think the last time I saw them would have been like Gen Con 2019 or something oh like that. Word. I can't. We all know that was about mm, 10 years ago. So. Yeah, yeah, a decade and a half. Okay, typo corrected. gray. Okay, yeah, what's up? We are on Mur Island in 1934. We're at the Springworth Correctional Facility, cell block B. It is the middle of the afternoon and it's generally pretty quiet. In one of the cells, a man who is played by Daniel Craig is laying in his cot with his hands folded behind his head. We hear approaching footsteps and a man in a suit, played by Tommy Lee Jones, appears in the hall outside of the cell and he says, Afternoon, Twister. Twister replies, Afternoon, Warden. Always a pleasure to see you. And the Warden says, Got some news about your parole. 
He takes a folded piece of paper from his jacket pocket and he opens it up and he reads, We, the Board of Governors, rule that Lewis Whitlow's application for parole is officially denied. Oh, it's too bad. Looks like you're going to be staying a while. Twister hops to his feet and he says, Well, I'm sure glad that you decided to deliver uh, me the news in person, Warden. And the Warden says, Well, why is that? Twister says, well, to be honest with you, I didn't think they'd let me out of here. So uh, I made my own arrangements. And at that moment, there's a blast above the warden and, and part of the ceiling just caves in, knocking him uh, off his feet. Two masked henchmen leap down through the hole holding Tommy guns. Twister looks at them and he goes, right on time. One of the henchmen shoots the lock off the cell and the door creaks open and Twister Whitlow steps into the hall and he says to one of his thugs, may I? The thug hands him the Tommy gun and Twister points the gun right at the warden, putting it right against his temple. And he says, any last words? Cowering on the floor, the warden says, don't do anything stupid now. Twister pushes the gun at him and he says, uh, sorry, Twister pushes the gun right at him. And then he says, blam! At which point the warden faints. Twister smiles and he says, well, like I said, always a pleasure to see you, warden. And then he says to his henchmen, let's go, boys. There's something I've been waiting a long time to do. And as they run for the nearest exit, we cut to black. Thanks for playing with us. Hey everyone, it's Caitlin. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use. Your review helps other fans find the show, which really helps us out too. And if you're looking for other ways to support PowerPlay, follow us on Twitter at PowerPlayRPG for news about merchandise, giveaways, and everything else we do. 